The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Yes, Alan Kaddick, ladies and gentlemen. 
Not only was it Alan Caddick in the house, it was also Catherine Boyle in the Pop classics. Here we go. What the hell? We're going into the human league. But the crowd seemed to want it. I mean, can we? Yes. Could we? Alan, can you sing this one? Again with an electric dream. Yes. Let's do it. There we do it. The crowd want it. Yes. This is Talk Radio. Party nights. Hang on a 
a minute. I don't understand. What the song's finished. What? Why are the crowd going crazy? Oh my God! One more. Nigel from Maidstone's just walked onto the stage. Nigel. It's the best of both worlds, put it all together and you know it's the best of both worlds, the best of both worlds, put it all together and you know it's the best of both worlds. Oh, Nigel, I think a song is starting for you. Do you know a little song called The Lady is a Tramp? Yeah, did you like that? I like that one, but... Here we go. Hang on. Don't no, sh- again. They're, play- they're playing Ladies of Tramp for you, Nigel. Uh, do you want to sing along to it? You sing along, buddy. Yeah. Here we go. She gets too hungry. Dinner ready. She never bothers with people she hates. That's why the lady is a tramp. She doesn't like rap games or barren or else. Won't go to Harlem with Elman and Pell. She won't dish the dirt with the rest of the girls. That's why the lady is a child. She likes to go with wind in her hair. Life without care. She's broke. That's so. Hates California because it's cold and it's down. That's why the lady is. That's why the lady is. That's why the lady is a trap. The crowd are loving it, Nigel! I can only just the music. The, the crowd are absolutely loving it. Is it what, what sort of night is this? It's a big night. There's tens of thousands of people here. There's tens of thousands of people. Oh, excuse me. There's, there's tens of thousands of people, Nigel. Excuse me. They're handing me the microphone. Oh, no, 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 no. This is insane. They're handing me the microphone. You want me to sing? Well, guys, I've not rehearsed anything, but OK. We'll have a go. <laughs> it's been one week since you looked at me. Cut your head to the side and said, I'm angry. Three days since the living room. Come back to terror, yep, get to be me. Three days since the living room. I realise it's all my fault, but can tell you yesterday you'd forgiven me. But it'll still be two days till I say I'm sorry. Hold now and watch the hood wink. i make you stop, think. You think you're looking at Aquaman. Someone fish through the dish, although I like the shelly swish. I like the sushi, because it's never touched the frying pan. Hot like wasabi when the bus rhymes. Big like me, I'm rhymes, because I'm all about value. But comfort's got the mad hits. You try to match wits. You try to hold me by the bus through. 
the grip to break and liberate It's the finest of the flavors. Gotta see the shock and you know the vertigo is gonna grow because it's dangerous. You have to sign a waiver. Can I help it if I think you're funny when you're mad? Trying hard not to smile though I feel bad. Keep going. I don't know the words. The crowd are cheering. We still will. I have a history of taking off my shirt. It's been one week since you looked at me. Threw your arms in the air and said you're crazy. Five days since you tackled me. I've still got the rug burns on both my knees. It's been three days since the afternoon. You realise it's not my fault, not a moment too soon. Yesterday, you'd forgiven me. And now I sit back and wait till you say you're sorry. <clears throat> here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. <clears throat> not that one. This time, here we go. Everybody. <clears throat> Chickety China, the Chinese chicken. You have a drumstick and your brain stops ticking. We're watching X Files with the lights on. We're down a maze on. I hope the smoking man's in this one. Like Harrison Ford, I'm getting frantic. Like Sting, I'm tantric. Like Snick is guaranteed to satisfy. Like Kurosawa, I make mad films. Okay, I don't make films. But if I did, then have a samurai. Gonna get a set of better clubs. Gonna find the tiny enough. Cause our eyes are always flying off the backswing. Gonna get a tube with Sailor Moon because the garden with the boom. And I'm a babe. So make me feel the wrong thing. Trying hard not to smile, though I feel bad. I'm the kind of guy who laughs at a funeral. Can't understand what I mean, well, you soon will. I have a tendency to wear my mind on my sleeve. I hear the history of losing my shirt. It's been one week since you looked at me. Dropped your arms to the sides and said, I'm sorry. Five days since I laughed at you and said, You just did what just what I thought you were gonna do. Three days since the living room. We realize we're both to blame, but what we can do. Yesterday, you just smiled at me, cause it'll still be two days till we say we're sorry. Sorry. Yes. Well, the crowd loved it. The crowd loved it. What's this? You want a slow song? Oh no. <laughs> really? You want a slow? You want to slow it down a bit, guys? I, I mean, okay, all right, everybody, just uh, calm down. Oh my gosh, the toilet. Calm down, everybody. This is for all the lovers out there. This is for people who've loved and lost, people who've lost, lost and loved, people who are still in love and will lose, people that have never lost. There are some of us out there. This is for you. <clears throat> I met a boy called Frank Mills. On September 12th, right here, in front of the Waverly. But unfortunately, I lost his address. He was last seen with his friend, a drama he resembles George Harrison of the Beatles, but he wears his hair tied in a small bow at the back. Thank you, thank you. I love him, but it embarrasses me to walk down the street with him. He lives in Brooklyn somewhere and wears his white crash helmet. He has gold chains on his leather jacket. And on the back 
walk I'll retend the words Mary and Mom and Hell's Angels I would gratefully appreciate it if you see him tell him I'm in the park with my girlfriend and please tell him Angela and I don't want the two dollars back just <laughs> Thank you guys. We'll be back with more from the concert after these messages from our sponsors. Talk Radio. Join the Talk Nation. Dial up and talk radio. We'll get you talking. Stimulating nightly emissions guaranteed to open your eyes and your mind. Oh my word. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. You know, Steve Allen's been slagging us off all week. I thought that guy was dead. Um, I'm not sure who him who, exactly. who that person is. Um, he's, he's, he's taken to slagging off you, dear listener. He has balmy listeners, really balmy bunch. It's very sad, really. <laughs> Says massive arsehole Steve Allen. <laughs> he is. I, I can't think of anything clever to say about a man who thinks it's funny to fat shame women. What does callers say about that? Oh, hang on. <laughs> Too scared to take him. So, well done, guys. You've been put down by Steve Allen as well. That's a badge of merit, because that guy really is one of the scumbags on this planet. Why is he thinking about it so much? Because <laughs> I think we know why. Steve, Steve had the hots for me when I was at LBC. Steve had the hots for me. He did. He actually did. Unlucky Steve. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Let's go to Harry. Good evening, Harry. Yeah, hi. How are you? Very, very, very well, thank you. Am I pronouncing your name correctly? You are. It's Harinda, but you call me Harry. Harinda, Harry. Harry. Beautiful, lovely. Thank you very much indeed. Yeah. Thanks. What, what can we do for you? I've been going tonight. And, um, the what? Devastator, Man United supporter. And uh, I think Roy Keane's correct. Sorry? I think um, we could have played better. Yes. And I think what we're doing is... Well, um, you lost. Well, yeah, we here's the problem with here's the problem with with Man United fans, Harry, and I hope you don't take this personally. All Man United fans are thick. Oh, you know we're my... not thick, are we? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know... yeah. You, all Man United fans are thick. Um... Okay, who do you support? I don't support anybody because I'm not into football, and this isn't talk sport. You phoned the wrong radio station. Oh, okay. Thanks for calling. <laughs> Yeah, my dad's a Man United fan. He's there really, now. I don't really mean it, what? but she phoned the wrong radio station. Oh. The wrong radio station. We get so much of the talk sport overspill. How long was she holding on? Was she holding on through like one week and all? Quite that? a bit of the singing. Quite a bit of the singing. <laughs> oh dear. Quite a bit of the singing. Oh. That, well, we're not all thick, are we? Yeah, you are. You phoned the wrong flipping radio station. That's how dumb you are, baby. Ooh, ah, yeah, needed a good sing-song today. We have been very busy. This, uh, late Night Alternative, Ian Lee, Catherine Boyle. Tonight's show is dedicated to Scott Balcony, who, if you've ordered our merch, he is he is making your merch as we speak. He's right now. He's um, probably high on um, on uh, amphetamines. What? He's probably got some blueies, some purple hearts, 
some um, uppers, some downers, some Smirnoff. Uh, it's vodka, isn't it? He's probably got some um, uh, marijuana. Oh. This guy's this guy's crazy, uh, and he's making your merch. Catherine and I spent um, a long time laminating the membership card. So the first 132 orders will go out tomorrow. Hopefully, you'll get them Friday, probably Saturday, with the cards in. The orders after that, and there's a lot. You'll probably get them either at the weekend or you'll get them next week, but you'll probably get the laminated... Well, you will get the laminated cards separately, and that'll be next week, OK? But thank you, thank you. I should... We, we made this silly offer, right? I made a silly offer thinking... We, we've been selling merch for about a year, right? T-shirts and hoodies and mugs. Caps and mugs Caps and, and, and bags. bags. Right. Tote bag. I don't even know what a tote bag is. And we've sold... We've, had, we've done a decent little business, a couple of hundred quid over trickle. the year. Little yeah, trickle. trickle. And I thought, well, we've probably sold... All that we're going to sell. So I'll do a silly little thing to sell another 15 and just squeeze that last little drop of, of um, uh, merch money. And so I tweeted, anyone who buys any merch this month gets a free laminated late night alternative membership card signed by me and Catherine with your name on it and numbered. thought we'd get 15, maybe 20. Well, we've had about 160 orders. 160 orders. And that's not just one thing per order. Some people have ordered three, four, five things, right? Should have done it just for the bank holiday weekend. But, 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 it is happening. You've got until um, the last day of April, which is, is soon. If you go to ianlee.com, look for the merch link, the shop, and you can order stuff. And uh, if you see, like, a logo that you like, but not in the style that you want, but the style is up there, if you email Scott, he'll, he'll make it. The guy's a genius, because he's got he's, he's whacked up to the eyeballs on blueies. Um, no, I don't mean blue movies. Um, I mean purple hearts. So, uh, but thank you, everybody. And, and everybody who watched, we, we streamed us laminating on Twitch today. I think we can safely say we were the first ever laminators on Twitch. We even had a lamb cam. We did have a lamb cam. We it had a lamb cam. Uh, extreme administration. You know, like when, you have, um, when you're watching The Gamer and it's like the game and then there's a little box with them. Well, we were the, the main screen, and then the lamb cam was yeah. in a little box. You could, see him pop, it. you could see him popping out. Although there was one point when um, you could actually see my address as well, so we had to delete some of the video because I just showed my address to everybody. Anybody. Anyway, thank you, everyone, who watched that. Tomorrow, got sent a load of Dreamcast games for free. Tomorrow, Sonic Adventure, guys. Sonic Adventure is happening, man. 0344 499 1000. This is the late night alternative. It's a phone-in show unlike any other phone-in show, as you will know by the first 15 minutes and the fact I just told someone they were an idiot for calling the wrong show. You wouldn't get that anywhere else, okay? Wouldn't get that anywhere else. Catherine and I are going to sit here and talk about stuff that's happened to us today, about life, about philosophy, about ghosts, um, things like that. You are welcome to call in about those things or call in about other things if you want and start your own threads of conversazione. You can do whatever you want, guys. It's up to you. Kind of, you, you've got a hand in how this goes. Very simple. The, the phone number is free for most of you. At the most, it will cost you pennies. I'm going to give the number out in a second because you will speak to Sam, who will take... He's looking very, very bored tonight, Sam. Are you all right? Do you want to come and sit with us for a bit? You can come and sit with us for a little bit if you're bored. Come in, come in. You come in if you want. Open a microphone up and come and sit in with us if you're bored. I don't want, I don't want my team being bored. I don't want my team being bored. Sam's coming in, so don't even. I'm not even going to give the number out because there's no one to answer the phone anymore. Sam's coming in. Let's let's hear it for the. Yes, Sam, ladies and gentlemen. 
You were strong, man. You look a little. I don't bit... know. I've just been like in another world today. I've noticed it. I because don't know why. When we when we were at the news at ten o'clock, I nearly said at the top of the hour, shoot me. You were bouncing a ball against the wall. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen you do that before. That's a sign no, of boredom. I just, yeah. And you sat there, and I'm not, this is not in any way a criticism at all, because I've had people sat there, not you, people sat there falling asleep. Yeah. I've had people sat there, cross, stood up, crossing their arms, shaking their heads at me, lovey, um, because they were unhappy with something I'd done. I've had people streaming uh, their own Periscope shows out there. So, so listen, you're part of the team, right? You're, you're part of the team. What's going on, Sam? What's I don't wrong? know. Talk like, to me. Just talk all, to mummy and daddy all day. I've just been in another in another world in my head. Are you? Are you? <laughs> not everything. Are, you, are not, you on drugs? Not that I'm aware of. Okay. Unless anything's okay. been slipped into. And, well, or unless you've taken a drug so powerful as I once did with some LSD, so powerful I'd forgotten I'd taken it. <clears throat> oh God! And I had to keep reminding myself that um, I was I, I was on LSD. I had to keep reminding myself. So that's not happened. Okay. Is it? Have you had a row with your dad? No. Did you crash your mum's car? Okay. Oh, One no. of the worst no, I'm not. moments in my life, right? Borrowing my mum's car, red Nissan Micro, and doing skids in the Asda car park. <laughs> and I slammed into the curb side on, right? And you couldn't turn the steering wheel properly. I buggered it. So I panicked. I went to a mate's house who was good with electronics, thinking Brian would be able to fix it. Um, it was knackered. And I, I, I went home to mum and I said, I'm really sorry, I, I hit a curb trying to avoid a cat. Went, oh. oh, yeah, and you're so brave. That's, oh, that's absolutely fine. Absolutely fine. I was doing skids in the Asda car park. My sister told one of them once. Yeah. Uh, what she told my parents was that she was just driving along minding her own business and a cab came in the opposite direction and as it was passing her, its hubcap came off, <laughs> flew like a frisbee and grazed the underside of her car. What actually happened was she tried to drive over a rising bollard. Oh, no. <laughs> but they believed the frisbee wi- the frisbee hubcap. Is there anything? And we've got um, Alan, we've got Damo, we've got Daniel, we've got Charles. All, all names very, very much... Um, very, very much in the first quarter of the alphabet, not yeah. even the first half. Um, is there anything more beautiful? It's like it's like a, you know that um, that painting of the stairs that go up, but then they go around and they go down. Isha, Esha, Esha, yeah. right? It's a painting. It's famous. It's an optical illusion. It's like stairs that, and they sort of go up. Or is it the squ- in the square? Is it yeah, that one? Yeah, and it they go like up, but then there's it's... someone also walking oh, yes, down it. Yeah. Right? So there's that. Well, one the uh, the real life version of that is seeing a car where part of the car is on top one of those bollards. It's, it's on top of something it shouldn't be. That I saw near where I live, near where I used to live, there are like these sort of big, they're almost like dumbbells, these big sort of boys, metal boys. Oh, yeah, they yeah, look yeah. like bells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somehow a car was on top of it, was on top of it. And I'm thinking, I cannot, it looks like they look like bells, exactly. I cannot work out. How it got there. How it got there, because was it, it was dropped from the ceiling. It looked like it, because, <laughs> I mean, what must have happened? It must have driven up. And then sort of slid over a bit because it, the, it wasn't near the wheel. It was right. It was right near the middle. It was incredible, wow. incredible. Um, have you failed your exams? You don't know what's going on. You don't know. You don't <laughs> no, know what's going on. There's, there's literally nothing that, 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 that it should be. But I'm just. It'll got, be hormones. I got. Um, don't be so patronising. Don't be so patronising. Not being patronising. You're being patronising. No, it makes me feel wibbly. Okay. What? Well, Sam's hormones make you yeah. feel wibbly. You dirty old woman. <laughs> Milf. Um, <laughs> gilf. Shut up. <laughs> Good gilf. Let's, I've, I've got something that will cheer him up. Alan, cheer up my good mate Sam. 
coming. Yeah. It's coming, man. What's up, mate? Nothing. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> no, literally nothing is up. I don't know what it is. I've just been away with the fairies all day. Is it because have you not been following the football? Uh, I've not. No, I've been working. Well, like I say, I, I followed the main game tonight, the Manchester derby. Right. And it was a good match. It was Manchester, Manchester, actually. Well, it's the Manchester derby. She's saying, I get it. She's doing a joke there, Alan, like Derby County. It It doesn't matter, actually. The blue one, they've been top the Premiership table by a point. I don't know if this is really... We we just want to... He's not cheering him up. He's not down, but he's he's just not quite with us. And I want... I want him to come be with us, Alan. Let me give him a motivational pep talk. There we go. Okay. This is what you know, a motivational Sam, pep talk. Yeah. you got to get yourself focused for the next two hours and 26 minutes. Okay. Get into that tackle room, control the faders, make sure the level the right, answer those phones, line the callers up, we're going to have a cracking show! Wow, that's, that I'm is... I'm going to uh, take that recording and play it to myself every night <laughs> before I start this before show. Before you go to bed. That is, I imagine... Again, I don't know much about football. That's, ima- oh, I imagine um, Alex Ferguson would have been like during the half-term... Half-time? Half-term. During the half-term of his kids. No, during the half-time of a, one of those football matches. What, the hairdryer? The hairdryer effect. Very, very motivational. Um, don't call up because Sam's in here. Um, so, and I want you to stay as long as you want. Sure. Um... Do we know what any of these people... Let's do it. What do you forgot. say? Because most most other shows, right, you answer the phones for uh-huh. us and you don't answer the phone for other shows. Because no. generally the producer answers yeah. the phone because Catherine kind of hosts the show as well. She's in here, so you answer the phones. And we thank you for that because um, sometimes when we get people standing in, they're a bit... Got to answer the phones as well, yeah. you know. Remember when Karen once called herself the producer? <laughs> Yeah, in, anyway. my, in my earshot. Anyway. <laughs> she only did it the once. Anyway, right. So thank you for answering the phones. But most shows, most radio shows, and this is for you as well, dear listener, when, when people phone in, they'll say, what's your name? Where are you calling from? What would you like to say to the presenter? Now, some shows, some, that's, some shows, that'll be it. We'll try and call you back. That means you ain't going to get a call. Some shows will then try and nudge or try and um, sharpen the end of mm-hmm. your point. To make it a bit... So you phone up and you say, well, I don't like that um, Swedish girl that's come over. Well, why don't you... What is it that's about... That's really interesting. Can you tell me a bit more about that? Well, I'm, I'm telling mm. her, she, she's, done it, she's done it a lot, yeah. 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 Oh, right. He's going to love that. Make tell you sure what, when you, you go on, say that straight away. There you go, you see. But you're obviously not... What do you say no. when people phone in? I literally just... Because like, there's obviously the name on my screen if they phone before. Yeah. I'll check that that's their name. Like, hi, John. It's John, yeah? Yeah, yeah it is. Great. I'll phone you back. That's, that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's but it. there are some people that will just go, yeah, I just want to tell Ian that this, this and this. And I'm like, don't tell me. And the people that phone up, we don't get many of them, but there are a few. The people that phone up, this is interesting because this is mm. a side of, of our show that I don't really know about. The people that phone up that don't want to come on air, mm-hmm. do you get many of those? I don't want to go on air, but I just wanted there to are say. A few. I want, yeah, they always say that. Can you, just give, can you just give Ian this message for me? That's weird. And what do you say? That I, that I say, sure, and I just don't. Oh, right. I always say, no, I don't pass messages on. Yeah, it's weird. I, I used to, but then it's just then people, they'll just go off on one. So to actually get them to shut up quicker, oh. I just say, yeah, sure. It is weird. We had, to, I mean, last Friday's show was embarrassing for you. Thank you for putting up with it. It was an embarrassing show for everybody, but I, I did feel for you and John sat through there because it was an uncomfortable, uncomfortable show because there was a lot of personal stuff that, you know, that came out. Oh, the first half was all right. Uh, well, the first hour was all right. I mean, everything was all right, but it was uncomfortable. And it, it, this is the first time ever I've looked through the glass and both both gentlemen just been looking up, didn't look at me. <laughs> and it was embarrassing. So thank you for yeah. that. But before that, um, there was a really nice call from a mate of mine, Tash, 
who I went oh, out yeah. with about 20 minutes when we were in the first year at university. My God, 27 years ago. Isn't that amazing to say, mm. I went out with someone almost 30 years ago. It's like granddad kind of talk. And I like Tash. And every, she's absolutely bonkers, but in a really lovely way. And she just kind of pops up in my life every couple of years. And it's, I've got a lot of time for her. But she, she didn't think, she, I mean, she's nuts, right? When you say that <laughs> categorically, she thought she would phone up and get a recorded message, an answer yeah, phone or I something. Yeah, I don't know. And yeah, so as soon as I said that I, would, I was going to phone her back and you can like she can have a chat with you, she's like, "Oh no, 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 I don't want to do that. I just want to want him to hear this, hear something." Like, <laughs> um, um, okay. And she phoned up because she'd seen what had been in the paper. Mum had told her what had been in the papers, and so she phoned up and just say, "Hang in there, you know, you got this, and all of that." Yeah. Um, do you? Well, that, this, I'm going to ask you a question. That, uh, uh, it's interview Sam. It's, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not going to ask you that question because that question's unfair. Instead, we're going to go to Charles. Good evening, Charles. Oh, how are you doing, Ian? I'm very, very well, Charles. What have you got for us? Uh, I was wondering if you're going to be doing any more songs. Uh, yes, I, I, I would. I, I, God, I would love to do more songs. Yes. Oh, could I have a question? Of course. This is amazing! Oh my god, it's a dream come true! Yes, you can! What would you like? What's your request? Uh, I don't know if you heard Rick Astley's last album that he put out last year. Whose last album? Rick Astley. uh, No, I didn't hear it. Oh, it's really good. Uh, So get one of those on. Maybe as you're going out with the ads next time. Okay, okay, fine. Would you like to um, give us a snatch of Astley now? Uh, yeah, well, he's, um... He's, I've been listening to his stuff for quite a while. Yeah. And I actually, I went to see him uh, last year at the NEC. He's a brilliant so. performer. He's a brilliant performer. He's a great talent, great voice. He's um, opening yeah. for Take That at the moment. Is he? Mm-hmm. Don't take yeah, that look haggard. Take that look absolutely battered. I saw a picture of the three of oh, them. I imagine it's tiring being They looked at, like they've been caning it. I'm sure they haven't. But they look absolutely battered. Um, well, could you sing some uh, for us, Charles? Uh... I'm not sure about that. I'm not sure. Okay, uh, thanks for calling. Oh, if you're not going to play. <laughs> get out of here. Um, 0344 499. Oh, no, don't call us because you're here. Stay here for a bit because we've got a couple more calls. Hey. We'll be late for the ads. It's fine. It's fine, doesn't matter. No. Do you ever get, um, do you ever get told, you don't get told off for being late for the ads or anything? No, I, I sometimes have to like jiggle things around, but this time I'm like, it's yeah. all like pre-recorded news, so it's not a big no one deal. Listens. No listens. They stopped doing when... Because Talk Sport and Virgin and Talk Sport 2 have now moved to the new building. Are we sp- still supposed to be moving there the end of May? Yeah. Is that... Is that yeah. Have we got a date? I think so, yeah. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, boss. Thanks, Denny. Thanks for that. I'll clear my drawer. Oh, hang on a minute. Yes. I've never had a drawer. Because <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that if we're moving in, let's say, four weeks, <laughs> we need, like, passes and stuff. We need to have know... You've got yours. Have you not, have you? Yeah, that, no, I have. Have you? Yeah, but I've, I had to do something over there once. How has he got a you haven't got a pass, no. have you? Clearly but, the important people get them first. <laughs> well, you guys are the important. I don't even know what floor we're on. 17. <laughs> How is this? Um, okay, so we're going over there. But for a while, the news was coming from there. It is now. But was it... And it but, but for the like the first week, the news did a really awkward thing where they go... Thanks, Ian. But it was pre- <laughs> but it was pre-recorded. I'm guessing because they they would do it at ten o'clock before I'd even started, and like two minutes after the adverts, you'd have two I'm minutes. Sure, there might be new people. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Ian. The or, normal- here's the headline. Or they thought you were doing a talk up. The standard like people. Yeah, the standard does. people don't do that because they know that you don't. Okay. Thanks, talk Ian. Into it. Um, okay. All right. Well, let's. Um, you can pick line two or line three, Sam. Uh, three. Line three. That's Daniel. Good evening, Daniel. 
Good evening, Leon. Two. <laughs> oh, Sam! Wow, I would listen. I would listen to this guy's show. He's learning. He's cold. He's Nick Abbott when he was good. Um, yes, Daniel. Oh, it's Iron Lee, isn't it? That Iron is Lee. Iron Lee. Iron yes, Lee. Iron Iron yes, Iron Man Lee was my nickname at school. It's a, a difficult name. Yes. Yesterday was I, I got a bit upset because I didn't get any feedback and I couldn't listen to the show again online. No, what feedback would you? Would you like? I mean, if I if I said something you didn't like or something, I, I liked everything. But we know it's not my opinion. That... I think you did put music on the background, and I think that's a bit upsetting. Music in the background is upsetting. Pourquoi, Yati? Because then people cannot listen to what I'm saying. Yes, they can. But you can. Here's the thing: you can hear music and people talking at the same time. It's possible, but it's possible. But on the radio, if it's just this is talk radio. It's yes. not to yes. put music. Uh, on look, can I, can, Daniel? Can I hand you over to my producer, who's um, who is kind of in charge of these things? Catherine, yeah. Daniel's got a complaint. Over to you. Yeah, I'm listening, Daniel. Go on. Uh, no, it's just that if you put on talk radio, yeah. like LBC or, or talk radio, you should never put uh, the cut off the. Oh. the I mean, I'm mean, i sorry, have you got the handbook there? Because I don't have a copy of it. Could you read me a bit more? Yeah, because, because I've only been doing this for 20 years, so let's let's hear what you've got to say about how I produce this show. No, it's OK, it's OK. Yeah, I know I'll, it is. It's, it's fine. My, Thanks it for phoning, Daniel. <laughs> it was my problem. Yeah. yeah. All right, Daniel, was there anything else you want to say? Have you got any motivational words for Sam? Inspire him. What is Sam? <laughs> wow, that's a, that's a philosophical question. What, what is, is Sam? Sam? Sam is a young man, slim, beautiful, young man. Prime of his life. Who just doesn't feel quite with it today, Daniel. He's, he's the guy that would have answered the phone when you called up. OK, try to think about good things that happen in your life, like uh, the best moments of your life. You're telling Sam to do that, are you? Why don't you, because he may not, here's the thing, I don't know him that well. You might not have had any best no. moments in your life. So, Daniel, why don't you share the top three best moments <laughs> from your life for Sam? I would have to think about it. OK, we can wait. Have you got any music? Uh, the thing, yeah, I, I listen to an online radio called Radio Paradise. Paradise. Yes, yeah, I know. OK, um, uh, right, so the, your, we want your top three moments, please. For from your life for for Sam to think about when I had in an exam a national exam I had twenty two out of twenty yes mate oh, 20, wait hang on Sam I think that's a bit I think there's a bit of cheating going on there wasn't there twenty two out of twenty yeah because there was a problem in one of the questions and I answered so well that they gave me two extra uh, marks. For, for my exam, and nice. it was a national exam, and I got 22 out of 20. All right, well, that's incredible. All right, that's number three. What's the second best? That's the third best moment of your life, Daniel. What's the second best moment of your life? Sex with my first girlfriend. Okay, so that's... Do you, wait, do you have a current girlfriend? Because I don't think uh, she'll be very happy with that. <laughs> You're married now. 
Oh. I'm married now. And the sex is a little bit dull. Okay, the se- I'm celibate. Uh, yes, yes, yes. The celebrate being celibate. Okay. Um, okay. All right, so that's number So number three, the best moments of your life was getting 22 out of 20 in a national exam. Number two was sex with your ex-girlfriend. And what was, for, for Sam to cling on to, Daniel, what was the best number one moment of your life? When I was 14 years old, I, I couldn't have a driving license because you only get driving license at 16 uh, for a motorbike, you know. Uh, and my grand a father gave me a motorbike with well, when I was 14 years old and I could uh, drive it without driving license. Daniel, thank you for those powerful, wow. powerful wow. B- moments. Sam, do you feel any better? Oh, yeah. T- I, I, my life is now going to turn around from this so moment. So, Sam, I'm going to ask you, use, you have to use his examples. What's the third best moment in your life? Um, hmm, I, I, well, I think the highest I've ever scored on an exam is probably about 70-odd percent. So. No, but you've got to use, <laughs> use his examples, because your life is a, is a failure. Wait, wait a minute, that. are we saying that he's had sex with Daniel's <laughs> ex-girlfriend? Yes. We, we've taken the three best moments and transplanted oh, that. Right. So what was your third best moment in your life? I scored 22 out of 20 on an exam. Was it a national test? So, it was, yeah. Wow. <laughs> what was the second best moment of your life? Sex with Daniel's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> And Sam, I've never asked you this. I don't know why. It should be the first question you ask anybody. What was the best moment of your life? Um, um, somehow being able to drive a motorbike, even though I was too young. <laughs> <laughs> even though I was too young. That's tonight's phone-in. I want the three best moments of your life that we can hand over to Sam, please. I've also had sex with Daniel's ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and the best moment of my life was watching that. <laughs> let's let's go to Damo, and then we'll have a break. Good evening, Damo. <laughs> Hey, Ian. Hey, Kat. Hey, Sam. Hey, Damo sounds a bit more with it than yesterday. Yeah, I'm phoning to apologise for phoning whilst intoxicated. <laughs> Listen, man, nothing to apologise for, right? It was just difficult to talk to you. But um, you sound a whole lot better. Well, yeah, I feel a lot better. Well, I stayed in bed all morning. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. It takes, it takes eight longer to recover the older you get. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking uh, hangover, so... Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I feel better. I've, what? Why are I've you doing it, man? Stuff. Come on, because you you sound like a nice guy. That guy, um, that guy at the start of the, sh- the, the the guy yesterday, I didn't like him, but I like you. Oh, mate, I, I apologise. That wasn't me. That wasn't me. I, I know. I was just. I was out of character. That's I it. And I, this is the thing, man. As listen, as as, a, as as I don't know what you are. I'm a junkie, right? And I know that that wasn't you that we were speaking to. Yeah. I yeah. like you. I like this guy. Well, listen, I'm an addict. That's the problem. I'm an addict. In my 20s, I was a heroin addict. Oh, In my 30s, I was a smack addict. Hey. And now I'm in my 40s, I'm an alcoholic. So I've literally, like, replaced each each thing with another. Yeah. And, That's what we do. And... and I'm seeping guidance. I'm uh, I'm getting guidance. Guidance. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, listen. Hang in there, man, because you can do this. It's like it is. It's like whack a mole, right? You get one addiction down, another one pops up. You get that one down, yeah. then two pop up. It's nuts, and I know it. I'm going through it at the moment. Uh, are we the same animal? Oh, I don't know about that. We we probably got similar traits. <laughs> Damo, you got this, man. You got this. Go to a meeting, go and speak to a doctor, go and see a priest, go and see a therapist, go and see whatever works for you, man. Don't go and see a dealer! Reach out for 
for helpers. That's Reach out and touch me. Yeah, right. there's plenty of help out there. You just got no, 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 no. Don't start. Don't no, no, no. Don't you preach to everyone else. You talk. You go and look in the mirror and say all this to yourself in the mirror. All right. Yeah. And, hey, and here we go. Here we go. This is what we're going to do. What we're doing this tonight. What are the top three moments in your life, Damo? Oh. Please let number two be having sex with Daniel's girlfriend. <laughs> What are the top three moments in your life? Like everyone's top ten at least. <laughs> She's a good woman. I went, I went on this on this crazy ride in Las Vegas. Yeah. It's on top of that tower. Oh no, not Vegas. that ride! No, 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 no! That ride is awful. Have you seen this? No. So it's a really tall tower. Then at the top, is it that ride where you sit in yeah, and it goes straight yeah, up like two hundred feet and then drops yeah. you? No, mate. I've seen that. Nah. That was the. I almost puked. That my, was the. My palms were sweating. My palms. Did you actually do it, or were you just tripping at the time and you think you did it? No, I actually <laughs> did it, but I did no. not enjoy it. No I man, fairground rides are not are not fun. So that's number three. All right, what's the second best moment in your life? Um, the first time I ejaculated, I suppose. <laughs> We asked. It is the, honestly, but can I just say something without getting too lavatorial? The first time, yeah. the first time is why I am a sex addict because I'm trying to chase that. Yeah. I have never. This is something that I think most men will get. I've never felt anything so intense as that. I thought I was going to pass out, and then yeah. honestly, yeah. It, it's like the first time you take you take a, a hard drug, right? It's the, like a rush. It's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like the first line of cocaine I ever did. And again, I'm not advocating cocaine. Yeah, I've never yeah, felt yeah. anything like it since. And you're constantly trying to get that hit again. And it's the same with that. I get I get it. All right. Exactly, what is the exactly. the highlight of your life, Damo? Two the tough ones to beat there. Of my life. Yeah. The best moment ever. The best moment ever. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. And maybe, right. maybe you need to go and put your finger on it. That, that, that's what you need to do tonight, Damo. Have a little think. Have a little think tonight and give us a call back maybe tomorrow or Friday and let us know the best moment of your life. And if it hasn't happened yet, think about okay. what it's going to yeah, Think go. about what maybe. it's going to be. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Maybe it hasn't happened. Yeah. All right, Damo. Listen, and I'm just waiting for it to happen. Damo, but... it's good to talk to you, man. We've got to move on. Uh, thank you so much for that. Uh, Sam, I'm going to invite you out. We've got a call coming in. We need to go to the ads. Thank you. We're going to get you back in. A lot of people as well on Twitter saying it's nice to have you in. Ollie's suggesting, other Ollie, next time we do Straight to Air, you need to come and sit in the studio with us because yes. he's enjoying you. So we'll, we'll do that. We'll have that. Nice nice suggestion, Ollie Hand. Thank you very much. You can phone again now because uh, Sam's out there. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. This is Talk Radio. A star-crossed soapbox for Sailor Boys, oh. Stable Girls... Oh, I'm on the edge. ..and Stripper Grands. It depends who you with and it depends on the situation. Late Night Speech Radio with a difference. Thank you. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. He's not dead. No, he's alive. It's Rainbow George. Hello. We thought you'd carked it. No, you didn't. Yeah, we did. Well, if you'd listened to the radio show, you would have known that because we talked about it yesterday. But you don't, so that's fine. No, I do listen. Well, we talked about it yesterday. I wasn't listening yesterday. There we go. What are your top three moments in your life? Three best moments in your life? Um, My third best moment was probably um, the thought that I was going to get my boyhood 
hero, Jackie Milburn. He was a footballer, played for my team, Newcastle United. And I thought I was going to get him to stand as a candidate in a by-election at Timebridge. And in those those moments that I thought... uh, he, he was going to stand as a candidate was probably my th- okay. third best moment. What's number two? Um, I've fallen in in love with this uh, Irish girl, and and uh, she was the girlfriend of uh, Errol Brown, uh, hot chocolate, yep. and she'd spent a, he, he'd been doing a gig somewhere outside London and she had spent the weekend with me yes, and then then she left to go back to him essentially and she came back a couple of hours later and and uh, stayed with me for about four years. There so, we go. You so s- that was my second All right, well, this moment. is this is it then. This is the question. What is the number one moment in your life, Rainbow George? Um... Number one moment, I think, was when I I was made to suppose myself to be in communication with a friend of mine who died a few years earlier, and I could hear his voice in my head. And uh, yeah, I think that was that was the best moment. Oh, and yeah. he, his voice was in my head for about five months, and. Uh, and then it wasn't in my head anymore. But that 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 was probably probably my best moment. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing those, George. I appreciate that. We've got about sixty seconds. What else you got for us? What else have I got for you? Yes. What What did you want to say? Uh, well, I've been spending a bit of time with, with the protesters outside Parliament, yep. and marble arts, and what have you. Yeah. Good for I you. Found it very positive made some good music connections and uh, the wonder party that I've been talking about for, for so long is is in, in motion. The, the, the wonder party is going to be made up of music bands and e- e- each band will like be its own bands. party and I, I made some good connections well, I'm glad you did George we've got to go listen it's nice to talk to you give us a call later in the week or next week thank you very much indeed we've got Chris and we've got Nigel we'll come to you in a little bit dear, uh, dear callers uh, if you'd like to call in you're more than welcome to nice vibe tonight yesterday was a little bit flat but it's still a decent show but this has got a nice nice little vibe um, 0344 we actually have a question for you what are the top three moments in your life um, and, and you know who am I to judge who am I to judge if they're your top three yeah they're your top three. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. You can call that about that or about absolutely anything you want at all. This is the late night alternative with Ian Kath and Sam on Talk Radio. The late night alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Stop saying bum. Hello, dear listener. The Late Night Alternative. We're dedicating tonight's show to Scott Balcony, who is printing thousands of T-shirts, totes, mugs, hats... Uh, I mean, we did the hard work. We laminated the cards, but he has—he's uh, doing all that. So tonight's show is dedicated to to Scott Balcony if he makes it through the night alive. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. It's a phone in show. Catherine, would you like to explain the concept to the Saps? The concept is um, we can talk about whatever you want. Okay, so it's not like the usual phone in radio program where they'll say for this hour we're going to be talking about. Oh, let's just pick something at random. Brexit. Well done. Well done. <laughs> and then uh, in the next hour, we'll be talking about immigration. And in the third well hour... Well done. <laughs> we'll be third hour, we'll be talking about everything you're frightened of. Um, and then if you ring up and you're talking about the wrong topic, they'll fire you off. Nah, we can talk about whatever you fancy. I just had a good idea when that song was playing, right? Because that was from, like, the 80s, 90s. We played some 80s, 90s and stuff. And, and, and in the 80s, particularly... Um, bit of the nineties, we'd have known all of the pop songs, right? Because we'd have watched Top of the Pops, right? So why don't we? Why don't you and I? Why don't we get into pop? Why don't we get into pop? Like we buy Smash Hits, oh. and we watch. I know Top of the Pops isn't on. I, I know I'm slightly dating this. We need to watch whatever the, t- the the pop show is for kids these days. Watch it. Really get into pop, so we know we know all the stuff. And it's not an ironic. Well, um, yes. Well, the new Liam Payne single is uh, not up, not as good as um, the the the, uh, the other fella from the Harry Styles. We go in there and we know it. We go, this is a great song. I'm not so keen. We know it. We know right. it. It take a lot of work. Yeah, but we could do it. It's getting to pop. Something I've noticed, and I don't know whether we're looking through the old uh, rose tinted. Yes. But the young people singing today are all miserable. Yeah. So uh, there's a lot of kind of slowed down versions of songs that we that were perfectly all right before. So I'm going to have to shed my old ladiness and go. Do you know what? It's their turn. Let's see what they got. Um, my favourite song at the moment is Oh, she's hot but a psycho, a little bit psych. Because I don't. I think that song is so politically incorrect. I love it. I. Love, she says what we're all we're not allowed to say anymore. Psycho. That girl is hot, but she's a psychopath. She's a psycho. She's nuts. She'll have sex with you and then she'll destroy you mentally. I like that. I like that. It's honesty. It's gutsy. I like that. Um, So let's get into pop. If anyone can phone us up um, and educate us about pop, 03444991000. And not ironically, not ironically, we get into it, we study it, we know the form, we write the lyrics down in our rough book. We, 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 We get into it. Yeah? Okay. You up for it? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm hoping my radio might work again on my car soon. I'll be able to listen to some. Something. Have you taken it in to get it fixed? Not yet. No. That to me is hell. When uh, my, like my last car, when the radio died, hell. It's too quiet, man. Absolute hell. Hated it. There's a new um, Tim Heidecker office hours out, by the way, guys. Okay. That's so down. Well, I've it. been listening. I've been putting my phone on speaker and listening oh, like that, like pathetic. in the olden days. When you go on the motorway, you can't hear it very well because I've done that in the past. <laughs> it's awful, isn't it? It's awful. I can't turn my fan on. Sorry? Because it drowns it out. <laughs> <laughs> you what? My fan. In the car, in the car, my fan we. Let's go to Grumpy Chris. Oh, charming. Hello, Chris. What do you mean, Grumpy Chris? What could we mean? I don't, don't know what I was, I was being ironic. 
I'm not grumpy. No, you're not, Chris. You're one of the most uh, enlightened, joyous spirits I've ever had the misfortune to speak to. Ebullient. Ebullient. Patty Boulet, I was going to say. Anyway, I saw saw recently um, uh, parking a car in Windsor. If if you're talking about 80s music, no. We are, Chris. Yes. 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 I, uh, well, Hmm? I'll have you know, I I took part in a, in a, in a, a pop quiz last week. Oh, yeah. Did you get 22 out of 20? Pardon? Did you score 22 out of 20? Oh, you're being obnoxious now. No. No, I'm not. I'm I'm just doing a callback to a a previous phone conversation we had, but never mind. I I, I had 11 out of 14. Okay, so you didn't do very well. Well, I won. Well, okay, everyone else did worse than you, and you didn't do very well. Yeah, well, it was... And R and I B, you were speaking to somebody I was listening to last week, and you accused this person of not being blind. Did, uh, yeah, well, I, I I don't remember the conversation, but I I don't believe he was blind. Yeah, he said he'd seen something. So. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That was oh that was Roger. I don't believe Roger's blind. I think Roger's faking <laughs> his blindness. <laughs> well, I. What do you think? Do you believe him? Well. I'm in the same situation. Be quiet. Be quiet for a second. Roger, I still what? accuse you of faking your blindness. Do you still... <laughs> no, you st- I did not. <laughs> no, I did not. Was you blind. Did. Chris, Roger, I... Chris just accused you of faking your blindness. Oh, oh. Terrible. Terrible. I'm not totally blind. So oh, here we go. Claim to be blind. Here we go. Now, now, now he starts rolling it back. Well done, Chris. <laughs> We've got him. We'll come to you in a minute, Roger. We'll come to you in a minute, Roger. Here's the thing. Here's what Roger doesn't know. Our team of producers and researchers from the Late Night Alternative with Ian and Kath yeah. have actually been following Roger for the last week with yeah. secret video cameras. Look at these pictures. Yep. Oh, oh, oh. well, he's, there he is driving a car. There he is buying... He, he, he can't see what's going on. He's, buy, he's driving a car. He's buying some normal books. He's riding a pony. He's um, buying a jazz mag. <laughs> He's um, no, he's, not a braille one. he's putting a pound into those binoculars you get at the seaside. Why would he do that? He's going into a door marked Peep Show. Yes. <laughs> Outrage. Outrageous. So that guy's a fraud and we've got the evidence and we're going to out him. Roger Cook, Roger Cook style. Excuse me. Roger Cook style. Well, I, I don't think I'm a fraud. I, I, I just... No, you just don't. Huh? What? So, hello, Chris. What? The line's got a bit funny. You broke up for a second. What? What can we do for you? Right. I. I was going to say, um, the things I used to like doing. Okay. Oh, what? Three highlights of your life. The three. The three best moments of your life. But if you want to oh, do God. the things you Come like on, doing, you're going to say I'm boring now. No, uh, we will not judge anybody's three highlights. Yes, no, we won't. We won't judge anybody's highlights. Give us number three. Um, Tonight. <laughs> playing Pac-Man in the 80s and getting thrown off off there and I was the best on, on Pac-Man and they, they used to get me to go back to school. You got tossed off Pac-Man? Why? <laughs> Did I, you? You got tossed off Pac-Man? I, I had the two shopkeepers. Tossing you they off? They hold of me. For being too good. Pardon? Waka, 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 waka. I, I worked it out. Yeah. I don't know how I did. I worked it out. Yeah. Okay. I did. 
Number two? There's, well, there's patterns in those old games. That's the thing. Of course it was, Ian. There's, pa- there's patterns in those old yeah, games. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, OK, well, that's good. I like that. Oh, bloody hell. You know, I, I met the guy... I've, I've interviewed the guy that made Pac-Man. Really? Yeah, I, went, I, I interviewed him, yeah. Very sweaty gentleman. Okay. They, they tell a story about how he... What, he got, what do you mean, the sweaty gentleman? He was a gentleman he was, and he sweated he, a lot. Uh, uh, <laughs> A Japanese guy? Yeah, it does, I'm not saying, I'm not being racist. He they was sweat a, too. He was a gentleman and he was sweating a lot. I remember he was really, he was like, just like dripping with, with sweat when I interviewed him. I did, uh, turn, uh, turn it, the, 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 turn it up. Yeah, sure, no problem, Chris. There you go. Two, Chris. Um, number two is um, getting to- tossed off, off Galaxy. Falling off a you get, bridge. You get tossed off Defender. What? Falling off a bridge. What? Hi. This is the yeah. best. The best moments in your life. Number two well, is falling no, off I a bridge. Break my, because it was the best moment of my life. Because I, I didn't bleed and hurt myself. Well, the best moment of my life was just now then, because I didn't hurt myself. That's insane. So the number two best moment of your life is falling off a bridge and not hurting yourself. Well, yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, this, I, I cannot I wait. That's like purpose. saying the best moment of my life is when I picked up a dog poo by accident oh, and I washed it off. Is oh. the best... <laughs> oh, I feel sick now. Is the best moment... Is the first it best happened. moment of your life um, having sex with Daniel's ex-girlfriend? Um, well, I, why don't you tell us what is the number one best moment in your life, Chris? Um, Do you want a drum roll? Go on then. Oh, Jesus. All right, hang on a second. No, the, the, the play, the play, uh, no. I, I think the best... No. All right, then I'm going to... Right, here we go. Oh, bloody so, hell. No, here we go, here we go. We're going to do, do it. <laughs> no. We're going to do it. We're going to do it properly, all right? So, this, ladies and gentlemen, this is the moment you have all been waiting for. Oh, shut up. We are now about <laughs> to hear the number one best moment. We will wait for the drums to finish in Chris's life. Wait for the drums to finish. Wait for the drums I to finish. Cannot wait, wait. Wait for the drums to finish, Chris. Wait for the drums to finish. The number one best moment in Chris's life is. Tension, Chris. The building up tension. The number one moment in Chris's life was wait for the drums to finish. I 
Just be patient, Chris. It's drama. Trust me. I've won awards for this rubbish. Just, just trust me. I know what I'm doing, OK? <laughs> you sure? Don't shoot your load too soon. Oi, I never have that. moment in Chris's life. Not yet, Chris's. Don't tell us yet. Wait for the drums to finish it. I am. I can wait. Just wait. Just keep waiting, Chris. They'll finish in a second, I'm sure. You sure? They can't go on forever, can they? <laughs> Is some wrist action. Thank you. But let's get back to the drummer. It's like those little drummer boys. Sorry. On 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 the phone there. Yeah, the little drummer boys on the phone. Love yeah. those guys. Yeah, I can play the drums. I like uh, Cozy Powell. Cozy Barrel. Hi. Cozy Barrel. Cozy Powell. Cozy Barrel. Dance with the devil. Who the hell is in Jamaica? Oh. Come on. Ian, please. Come on, Ian. Anyway, oh. I could. Hang on a minute. I don't know how long this goes on for. We shut go. up. You shut up. <laughs> Bloody hell. What's your language? Sorry. Thank you. You're welcome. So here we go. We must be getting to. Here we go. We're getting to the end now. The number one best moment in annoying Chris's life is. Wait for it, Chris. Wait for it. I'm going to tell um, Steve Allen what you've been... He doesn't take phone calls. He's a coward. He's a bilious old coward that fell over a grill he had on the floor. That's not weird, is it? Put some trousers on, Steve. He, he hang on, hang on, here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, the number one moment in Chris's life Thanks very much for your call, Chris. 0344 499 This is Talk Radio. Closing time conversation for tax inspectors, taxi drivers, and taxidermists. Great big talk for the wee 
small hours. You've been trolling me big time, mate. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Um, 0344 We've got Roger and Nigel. We've got Joseph calling in. I like this. Three best moments of your life. I like this. Pete sent his in. Number three, interviewing Peter Capaldi while he was the doctor. There is something very magical about meeting one of the doctors while they're the doctor. There's still a certain magic afterwards, but while they're the doctor, there's something magical. I, when I was... They were filming Robots of... Not Robots of Death. They were Anyway, they were, I remember the one with the golden masks. You'll know what it is, Pete. The one with the golden masks. Robots. And so I was like five or six or seven. And I, I was in the, at the BBC where my dad used to work. And they used to have the, the, these little cafes in the BBC. They called them crash bars. And I'm there in strides Tom Baker in full Doctor Who outfit. The coat... In my head, I think he had the scarf on. He certainly had the hat on. And um, my dad went, oh, here, here, Tom, come and say hello to my lad. And he came over and I'm sat there just like, because Tom Baker was a, you know, was a big man and I was a little boy. Hello, little boy. Do you like watching Doctor Who? Yeah. Do you hide behind the sofa when you watch it because you're scared? Yeah. So do I. Brilliant. And then he said, I haven't got any jelly babies, but he gave me, you know, those little packs of sugar cubes, two sugar cubes. I have no jelly babies, but would you like two sugar cubes? Yes. The magic. Did I tell you about when my friend Neil met him, who was substantially older than you were? Yeah. He was eight, about 18, 19. Yeah. And he was at a station and he looked over and thought, it was Tom Baker. Yeah. It's Tom Baker. I'm going to go and, I'm going to go and say something. Yeah. I say, excuse me, Mr. Baker, I just wanted to, sorry to disturb you, I just wanted to say I'm a huge fan and I, th- I, I absolutely love your doctor. And he went, oh, you're a student, aren't you? Uh, well, yeah, yes I am. Reached into his pocket, five pounds. Oh, yeah. Here, take this. You people are so very poor. Oh, you've got to read that Tom Baker autobiography. There's no book. Really- I started reading it and you can't not hear his voice. Yeah. Really similar to Darth Limmy's book in, 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 in its honesty, in its brutal honesty. It talks about wanting to, trying to kill his mother-in-law. Tried to oh. murder... His mother-in-law, his, his first wife, it's a long time since I've read it, but his wife, his first wife, was incredibly abusive, uh, 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 like physically and mentally abusive, and he tried to kill his mother-in-law, but he was a monk for a while. And there's a, there's a great, it's a really, he's it's, it's so honest, but there's also a great story about when he was kind of at the height of Doctor Who fame and the new series was starting and he was nowhere near a TV. So he just went, to, he was just like filming somewhere in the north or something, and he knocked on a door. He saw a couple of kids' bikes in the front garden. He knocked on the door and said, I see you have... Children, would they be watching Doctor Who? Yeah, yeah. Would you mind if I came in and watched it? And he goes in and he sits at the back of the living room and the kids are there just watching Doctor Who. And then about halfway through it, they turn around and go... And, and Doctor <laughs> Who is sat in their room. Imagine! But he... They're all true. You believe it. He's not, I, he's not doing a blessed. Do you know what? If he is doing a blessed, he does it so well, I don't care. I do believe it because he's nuts. Yeah. He is nuts. Yeah. Uh, I mean, properly, he's, he's tried to kill himself. Or, or he's, if he's not tried to kill himself, he's come. He, he certainly contemplated suicide many, many There's times. There's a part quite early on in the book, isn't there, where he's thinking about how he's going to do it? Can't remember. Can't remember. It's so long since I've read it, but uh, I can well believe it. Yeah. Some story. Anyway, so these are uh, Pete's um, things. Uh, interviewing Pete, number three. Interviewing Peter Capaldi while he was the doctor. He wasn't my first incumbent doctor. That was Matt Smith. He's a young man. But that first time I met him, he had a presence. They do. The doctors have a presence while they're the doctor. I think of myself as firmly heterosexual, but if he'd asked me to go back to his room at that moment, I'm fairly sure I would have. Number two, winning an award for stand-up comedy. Uh, uh, I like to bring it up as a joke, especially when I'm feeling insecure, but it was a big thing for me. Competitions are still largely arbitrary, but it still felt like validation. I was doing something right. I get that. 
we've won awards for this. Doesn't mean anything, but actually it also means quite a lot. You know, all it is is a, is a bunch of people went, oh yeah, that's we think that's the best. How can you have the best? We joke about it being the be- best. How can you have the best radio show? The be- You can't really. Uh, and I, I do think that in this industry, there's so much backslapping and all of that stuff, and it means nothing, but also means a lot at the same time. Doesn't it? It, really. me- it meant a lot. Yeah, it meant a lot to me. Um, the fact I've squandered uh, uh, potential in the last few years is something of great upset and regret for me. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, man. But the fact that you've done it once means it's there. It's there. If you want, if you want to go back to it, or you want to nudge it in a different direction. And number one, this is great. This is what it's all about. Should we turn the computer off, Sam? Thank you. Sorry. Number one, the highlight of Peter's uh, life is getting the Ghostbusters fire station toy for Christmas as a child. It was an amazing toy. I loved it literally to pieces. <laughs> oh, come on. That's what he said. I'm just using... That's his- Slimer. That's- <laughs> He's slime. This, this is, this is an impression of the Ghostbusters game on the ZX Spectrum. He slimed me. <laughs> <laughs> it would speak. He climbed me. Let me see if I can find it. Hang on a minute, Joseph. Say, why does this? Why does this sound like Frank Sidebottom? He, he climbed me. Because um, that's uh, that's speech wasn't very good on computers. It was a big thing. Uh, oh, maybe I, I can't find it on Spectrum. I can find it on C sixty four. Hang on. Uh, he slimed me. Here we go. This is on the Commodore. Computer up. Me. <laughs> it's like Frank, actually. <laughs> Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> me. Seriously, next time I've got to blow my nephew's nose, I'm, I'm using that one. Hey, Joseph, how you doing? I'm not bad, how are you? I'm all right, thank you, Joseph. We're having fun tonight, which is always good. What can we do for you? I just wanted to phone up uh, to have a quick conversation. Um, Nothing really important, but you've got cats, don't you? I've got three cats. I've got three cats, an old lady velvet, 20, two little girls, Lucky and Mucky, who are 10 months old. And I came down... I went for a doze today, Joseph, this afternoon. I came downstairs. It was the weirdest thing. The two girls were in the what I call the drawing room, and they were in different... there was just a weird vibe, right? It's like I caught them smoking or something. There was a weird vibe. And I said to them, what are you two up to? Something's not right here. And they're looking at me. They're in a funny mood this morning. They were in a funny mood. But th- this afternoon, I came, I said, what are you two up to? And I looked at them and they looked at me. Then I went in the kitchen and I heard them playing around. And I went in and Mucky was playing with a dead vole. Wow. Yeah, she. Wow. I, I think she's the one that caught it. She caught a vole, and she was. It was dead, and she would pick it up and throw it across the room, and then go and get it and pick it up and throw it. And so I had to go and with a lot of toilet paper, obviously, pick it up and put it in the bin. So, uh, yes, I do have cats, and they are now trained killers. Was was lucky the one that got the robin? Last L- well, Lucky's the one that got the robin and tried to get a second robin, and I think it was Mucky who caught the vole. She was the one that was playing with it, and Lucky didn't seem that bothered. So I think they are now both killers and I've, i don't normally let them out at night and i've left the cat flap open so i'm, I'm oh. expecting owls bats all kinds of things just dead <laughs> a deer a deer a fox all dead uh, why do you ask joseph are you a cat a cat fan uh yeah i am i've got a cat myself it's called batman there we go Beautiful. um i came home today and i had my windows open because it was windy up in, up in glasgow it was really windy today but i had my windows open um earlier on because i was roasting yeah uh, nipped out to the shop, um, and I came back, and 
Do you ever get the feeling like your cat when they, they stare at you? Yeah, 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 of course, man. They, they kind of, like, they hate you. Like they want to kill you. They, just, <laughs> they eyeball you. Well, I, I get it's on quite weird. well with my girls at the moment, so I've not, I've not had the wanting to kill me, but I, I can, I expect it will come at some point. Um, I went up to see him, and he had something in his mouth, and it looked like something in his mouth, and it was just dangling out the end of his mouth, and I couldn't figure out what it was. An hour, I was chasing him up and down the house for about an hour, and he dropped it out, and it was a wasp. He had a wasp by the wing in his mouth. Flipping man! And I'm like. It had a stinger, so it didn't sting him. He wasn't hurt in any way, but he's just walking about with this wasp in his mouth, and I was like, where the hell did that come from? That's I, I, insane. I don't imagine that, because he's, he's like the most timid cat in the world. Yeah. You wouldn't even bat a fly, yeah. usually. Well, but, but you'd eat a wasp. Would, yeah. <laughs> weird. That's weird. Uh, it's, it's, it's insane, because I was wondering, obviously your story about the robins kind of made me think... Yeah. He would never do anything like that. No, he's mate. so timid. But they now seeing that, I'm like, do you think if I, if I start letting him out, he's getting to that age. Yeah. He's just been neutered and stuff. If I let him out, is he going to bring home yes. birds and rats yes. and yes. anything like that? Yes, that's what they do. My, Velvet, the old lady, she doesn't do it. She's too old to catch anything now. But um, we once, I remember once, she came in through the cat flat when we lived in the flat. And she had, like you, there was a little, just a little thing sticking out of the mouth. And I looked at her and I went, Velvet, what have you got in your mouth? It was like a, little, like a little tiny little stick. And she looked at me and her mouth was all full. Like that. And she looked at me and I said, what have you got in your mouth? And it was incredible. She put her head down on the floor and she opened her mouth and a frog jumped out. <laughs> and we had a long hallway in this flat. And I'm thinking, I'm not picking up a frog. So I went and got a saucepan. And I'm chasing a frog down the hallway, and every time I go to put the saucepan on top of it, it jumps out of the way. And I'm trying to catch this blooming frog. I've never seen that. And the thing is, we didn't live near water. I have no idea where she got it from. It wasn't screaming. They screamed. The frog they? wasn't screaming. She made a moth. I was woken up by a moth screaming once, but um, not not the frog. Joseph, it, it's it's the beginning. It's the beginning. I'm afraid. Get used to picking up dead creatures. Well, I'll try. Well, thanks very much for the call, and thank you to both of you for having a great show. I love your news. Hey, nice one, Joseph. Thank you, and good luck with the cat. Uh, good luck with um, Batman. I hope it all works out. Uh, let's go to um, uh, Benefits Fraud. Roger, number 23. <laughs> hey, man, how you doing? Oh, hang on, someone sent me. Nick has sent me the ZX Spectrum. It's, he slimed me. Hang on, here we go. Can we have the computer on, please, Sam? Let's have a listen to this. Um, here we go. <laughs> oh, let's get to the music. Can we get to the music? This music on the spectrum was terrible. Oh. And it would have taken you about half an hour to load it up on a tape. There we go. There we go. Um, Roger, what can we do for you this evening? That's brought back memory. I bet it has. I had the uh, Commodore 64 version of that game. Yeah, I. Well, it was. Um. It was it was a stunning game. It was a stunning game. I used to play the Spectrum version and played it, played it, played it, played it, played it until you realise there's actually no end to it. I remember rightly, I didn't have the instruction booklet for it. You just it, carry, wasn't you just... it wasn't a pirate copy, but I didn't have the instruction booklet oh, for it, so I didn't have a clue what you, you had to keep to making do. money and then upgrading your car. That was it. Yeah. It was, it was a strange game. It was a great but, game. Yeah. It was a great game. Um, yeah, Roger, well, what can, you do, for, what can well, you do for us? What can we do for you? Let's, let's make this happen. Well, you know what I was doing earlier, and I'm oh. just... Masturbating heavily. Oh, my God. <laughs> to Taiwanese pornography. 
<laughs> not while Twitch streaming. No, no he was playing Elite. Yeah. Streaming oh, it on Twitch. Landing his spaceship. We watched landing a bit it. of it, but we were also watching first dates at the same time. <laughs> I was going to raid you this afternoon, but then I uh, didn't. Because I, I no, thought you probably wouldn't like right. it. I'd have been terrified. Yeah, exactly. So I, I held off. I held off. I'd have been terrified. Yeah. But yeah, it's. I said we've. It's a massive fleet that's been taking part in this. And um, I think we've been. We, we left on January the 13th. Yeah. So it took three months. It took. Over three months. Yeah, this is a real thing where he's travelled nowhere except in his mind. <laughs> in his mind. It's geeky as hell, I know. But yeah, no, that, it's great. It's great. Good for you. Like, it just, it just felt good getting. It just felt good getting there. Yeah, it's, it's it was hard going. I know it's going to take me at least another two or three months to get back to somewhere where I can actually play the game properly again. Oh, there you go, man. Well, listen, to put that down tomorrow. Tomorrow when I wake up, <laughs> getting up, I'm not even showering, I'm not washing, I'm going to make a pot of coffee and uh, it's Sonic Adventure on the Dreamcast tomorrow, my friend. Sonic. Uh, what time will you be streaming? I that, would imagine know? it's going to be about 11, half 11, something like that. Uh, Sonic nice. Adventure, pot of coffee, get coffee on the go, guys. We're going to chat. We're going to play Sonic Adventure. Thanks to my friends at Dreamcast Junkyard. Uh, Mike sent me a load of games for free. Sent me a big wallet full of games for free and a little Dreamcast notepad. I'm thinking, what a nice guy. Um, and they do a really, really... I mean, listen, you think this conversation is geeky. Go and listen to DreamPod. I've listened to one and a half. It is so geeky. It is so anal. And it's my new favourite thing. I love it. Just geeks talking about Dreamcast in more detail than you ever thought you needed. Yeah, I as been geeking out. I uh, went for a look while I was streaming and I'm getting messages in the street, excited messages in the stream, all the things she's seeing and oh, there's somebody with all, all the uh, different, certain colour uh, VMUs. Messages in the stream! Well, you wait. Next week, when it arrives, I'm taking my Dreamcast online and I'm going to be playing other, I'm going to be playing Quake Arena and I'm going to be playing Choo Choo Rocket and Fantasy Star Online against other human beings. That is what is happening. Yeah. I've just ordered, I just ordered a keyboard for it. I've not ordered a mouse, that mouse they're about 30 quid and I, I, I balk at that. But I just got a keyboard for like six quid. So it's happening, man. This is the, the uh, retro is the future. <laughs> Hopefully, I'll be able to catch some of that because I've got an uh, Avengers Endgame in the afternoon. Yeah, so. All right, listen, Roger. Thank you very much. Nice to talk to you. Well done on your space mission. Oh, and the switchboard's empty for the first time. Don't panic because we've got we've not delved into the wonder that is chat. It's fate, which we will do uh, in a minute. If you call up, we'll talk to you. You'd be very welcome. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I meant to ask Roger the top three moments of his life. Sorry, Roger. Well, maybe we'll do that um, tomorrow. You can t- tweet them to me. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. This is Ian and Kath, the late night alternative, weeknights from ten only on Talk Radio. Whispering lunar incantations for cross parents, um, cross dressers. Yeah. Did you know this about me? And cross rail workers. Steel and polycarbonate. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. I've, I've got a very poor internet connection. On talk radio. Well, Catherine is just educating me in a game that I've never heard of. Yeah, you think yourself lucky. Garfield on the spectrum, mm-hmm. the black and white version. Yep. And she said, "Well, I used to play it, but I didn't." I'd never knew what you were supposed to do. And so I'm thinking, come on, all right. So I just found it on YouTube, and we just watched three minutes of it, and all the comments are, 
Yeah, I used to play this. Didn't have a clue what you had to do. I never understood the point of this game. What were you supposed to... No one knew. <laughs> There's just a load of puzzled kids that like Garfield. A lot of old... 0344 499 by the way. A lot of old video games in the 80s. Um, people just got the licence and got the graphics, but then the game was, was rubbish. A lot of times, you could... Bef- before... Up to about 1984, a lot of there were a lot like games based on movies and stuff that weren't licensed. You did the, the whole licensing thing was a mess. So people would say, I can't think of a specific example, but people would steal. Like, well, we talked about Pac-Man on on uh, 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 the Pac-Man clones and the Frogger clones on the BBC, for example. Frogger was called Hopper, Donkey Kong was called Killer Gorilla, but it was exactly the same game. Pac-Man was called Scarf Man, I think, for some bizarre reason, and people would just rip off. Other games, Mario popped up in quite a few games before people went, well, actually, we own that, you can't just do that. And film characters and Batman would pop up in games. Strange old world, the Wild West. I would like to read, could someone, maybe it exists. I'd love to read a book from about the home computer age, from, I'm guessing, about 19... 19- 7980 home computer oh, itchy nose. home computer gaming from about from about the ZX80 up to about 95 1995 with the BBC the Spectrum the Dragon the Commodore the Oric the MSX and all of those others that we we that, that fell by the wayside is there a book like that if there is can someone send me the link to it and I will order it and probably probably not uh, not read it. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. We'll come to chat. It's fate in a second. Paul has just called us up. Let's speak to Paul. Good evening, Paul. Ian, how you doing? Very okay. Very very well, Paul. What can we do for you? Good mate. Uh, I, well, I heard you call earlier saying that um, you know it brought back a lot of memories listening to the audio spectrum version of, of Ghostbusters. Yes. No, I, I don't want to be like you know the the four Yorkshiremen, yeah, but yeah, it didn't bring back any memories for me because the, the TV I used to play um on my Commodore 64 was black and white and had no sound oh oh really swear <laughs> to god no sound you had a tv no that had sound. no sound i had a tv which was black and white and had no sound yeah yeah so, well, what was um, the point of that oh it was all right man <laughs> it was all right it was all right man. are you sure paul <laughs> are you sure it had no sound or had your mum just turned it off permanently he- it, you know what? It, it might it might well have been just a really old TV, which the sound would stop working. But that sound there that you've got now, right, yeah. came through the tape deck. Yeah. It had the external tape deck. So, so yeah, that sound is familiar. Oh, my God. Well, this is the there. Spectrum. The Spectrum had the greatest sound, loading screens and the greatest sound, I think. But I remember I used to... The, the loading... I used to listen to... It's how geeky I am. I used to listen to just the audio cassette of, of the... the tape of the game of Chucky Egg for the BBC because I liked the sound it made. I thought it was quite <laughs> melodic. So I would listen to the loading tape of Chucky Egg. Not on a, on a hi-fi. Not not plugged into a computer on a hi-fi. Do you know what? It's, it's, it's electronica. It's, that's what electronic music is. Yes, it? man! It's, it's rave music! <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly what it is. That's what they say, isn't they, about um, Pac-Man. You know, if, if games were that influential, then surely there'd be a generation of kids who grew up on Pac-Man staying in dark rooms taking pills. There we go, you see, ladies and gentlemen. Stand-up comedy at its finest. Here's the <laughs> thing. A lot of those games are crap, right? A lot of them are crap. Pac-Man is brilliant because it's so simple. It, it, it's, yeah. Pac-Man is still a joy to play. My kids, I had a great... 
about maybe six months ago, maybe last summer holidays, actually, we went bowling, and then there was, a, there was an arcade there, and the first game my boys went to was Pac-Man. I thought, yes, I have, I have taught them well. And Pac-Man's great. How many, um, Catherine, how many buttons has Pac-Man got? Uh, two in it. Doesn't have any. Oh. Doesn't have any buttons. A joystick. Buttons. Just, just got a joystick. No buttons. All you're doing is moving in directions. That's how simple it is, man. Ian, I've got a question for you, man. Yes, mate. The four ghosts. What are they called? Okay, I can do this. I can do this. Go on. Right. Inky? Yes. Stinky? No. No, Inky. No, no. Inky Blinky? Yeah. Pinky? Yes. And then the first, the fourth one is is nothing like, it's not, it's not Inky and anything. It's something like Ishmael or... Um, Bonnie and... Clyde, it's Clyde. That was Clyde. it. It's Clyde. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I've just found the game that I was obsessed with. Yeah. Show jumping on the spectrum. Oh, mate! It was awesome. I was really good at that. I could do that really fast. Well, we can. You know what? Go on. I, oh, there's so many of these games I used to love. Right? Um, Kung Fu Master was great. We yep. had to fight against bees on one of the levels. Yeah, of course. Monkeys on another level and so on. There was a, there was a great game called um, what was it called? It was something about a nurse. And there were babies being dropped down an elevator shaft. Oh, she had to hospital. catch them? Yeah. Do you remember that one? Uh, I vaguely remember that. Yeah, yeah. It was a weird game. What was that game called, Catherine? Because I'm going to find an emulator and play it. This? Show jumping. Show jumping, yeah. Show jumping, Spectrum, Emu. Let's see. Uh, here's the thing. I don't... Because you can't really get... It's hard to get emulators on, on Spectrums and... Uh, on um, Macs and stuff. If we had laptops... If we had laptops... Someone find me a uh, show jumping on the Spectrum that we can play on the Mac now, please. Paul? When you get to, when you get to that new building, mate, there'll all be uh, laptops. Oh, there'll be laptops oh, there, Paul. There's going to be so much show jumping. Thank you very much indeed. 0344 499 1000. Here we go. Retro Virtual Machine. Hang on a second, guys. We're just going to play old. Retro Virtual Machine. The, the ZX Spectrum emulator for Mac. Um, oh, it's too complicated for me. Chat! It's fate. What is it, Boily? It was my Christmas present from you. Yeah. Um, we thought it might have been only uh, six months um, could be a, subscription. Could be a year. We now. think it might be a year. Wow. It's basically um, it's like one of these uh, women's magazines uh, with sort of true life stories, bit of romance, um, a bit of sort of tragedy. Uh, but the great thing about this, and the different thing about this, is that it, there's always a supernatural bent to all the stories. Yeah. yeah. It's all about ghosts coming and bumming you. So, for example, uh, the, the front page. It's all about that. Dad's ghost told me I was dying before he saved me. The best psychic advice, a spell made my dream man love me. Uh, another woman saying... Here's the thing, right? If it takes magic to make someone fall in love with you, they're not really in love with you. A demon held me prisoner, then it killed the ones I loved. Tell me about it. Didn't uh, mystical Robins came to my rescue, now I'm obsessed. My shape-shifting angel keeps me safe. Find out if you have one. And let felines tell your future. So, what do you reckon? Uh, also, it's got the finest columnists uh, and uh, agony uh, aunts and uncles uh, in, in magazines. And my favourite, of course, yeah. is Mr... Oh. oh, he's brilliant. He looks like a <laughs> the guy with the, the spiky hair. Roy DeLoon. Roy DeLoon? <laughs> and he spells, he spells his name R-O-I. Roy, as in Roy, king in French. Roy DeLoon. Wow. And he looks like a cross between... Uh, Noel Fielding and... That's uh, who he looks like. That's exactly who he looks like. Noel Fielding and, and Jackie Stallone. Um, 
it's just it's just wonderful. What, what are we going to have tonight? I don't know. What do you reckon? Do you want um, soul suckers or do you want the, um, ghostly robins? Um, soul suckers. All right, here we go. So it's got to be soul suckers. All right, so soul suckers. All right, here we go. It starts out, Satan's slave. <laughs> I was possessed by a demon that eats babies' souls. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Claire Evans, 43, from Milton Keynes, Buckinghamshire. Oh, we might know her. <laughs> we might. She might be listening. Here we go. Wandering around the creepy abandoned old house with my cousin, Tommy Church. This is another thing I've noticed in Chat is Fate. Yeah. Whenever anyone's mentioned... My cousin Tommy. No, it's always the surname. Tommy Church. Probably so you can verify it, so you can tell it's all true. Okay. Wandering round the creepy abandoned old house with my cousin Tommy Church, I could see dozens of pairs of ghostly eyes watching us in the darkness. We climbed in through a broken window. We weren't meant to be there. And it didn't feel as if we were welcomed by our unseen watchers either. Unseen? I thought you said you could see loads of eyes. The air was around me was heavy with menace and oppressive. It's so spooky, I shuddered, <laughs> taking Tommy Church's arm. Most 15-year-old girls wouldn't have set foot anywhere near the place, but I loved the thrill of being scared stiff. You would. Fascinated by the paranormal for as long as I could remember, I often talked my mates into hanging around with me at the haunted house near my home in Milton Keynes, Buckinghamshire. That's why I dared Tommy to come with me that night. But don't dare him. What do you reckon, then? I asked Tommy as we stood at the top of the stairs. Do you think this place is haunted? He shook his head. Nah, he scoffed. There's no such thing as ghosts, Claire. But, as he spoke, an eerie blue light flared from the open attic hatch above our heads. The stench of rotten eggs filled our nostrils. He, she wants to try working here. That happens quite a lot. Sorry? Get out, spat a menacing voice from the darkness. Tommy and I took one look at each other and legged it. We ran all the way back to my house. What the bloody hell was that? <laughs> I gasped as we collapsed breathless through my front door. And then in red pen, it says, Followed home. <laughs> Two nights later, I was in bed when the mattress dipped as if someone had got in beside it's me. The mattress dipped! <laughs> As I leapt out of bed and shot into my sister Sue's bedroom, I could hear nasty laughter. There's something horrible in my room, I shrieked. After that, I had the weird, horrible feeling that an evil presence was stuck to me. Convinced it followed me home from the haunted house, I felt as it was attached to the back of my head. It changed me. I started to go off the rails. Out of control, I began drinking, smoking cannabis. Well, hang, on, hang on a minute, and I listen. I'm not looking at you. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get show jumping working on my computer. I've got a Spectrum emulator, so I'm paying attention. But she can't blame Ghosts. drinking and smoking cannabis. Ghosts, on, everyone. Why, why have you got that gear in your pocket? Um, what in the haunted ghosts. house? Ghosts. Well, with Tommy Church. <laughs> Don't know if you've heard of him. He's my cousin, Tommy Church. <laughs> Just say Tommy. Tommy Church. Out of control, I began drinking, smoking cannabis and getting into trouble with the police for stealing cars. Oh, these ghosts! I moved out of home, went to live in a seedy bedsit. My mum and dad, Jeanette and Bill, were beside themselves with worry. Hang on a minute, we don't know Jeanette and Bill's surname. Well, she was called Claire Evans, so I'm guessing it's Jeanette okay. Evans and Bill Evans. Okay. From now on, I will refer to them as such. <laughs> Things went from bad to worse. How can it get worse than cannabis and stealing cars? <laughs> well, I'll tell you. My head was constantly full of horrific images of demons. I became obsessed with blood and... St oh, hang on. 
and started self-harming. Oh, okay. I carved 666 into my arm. Shamefully, I even sliced the word Satan onto my friend's back. This has got a little It's got dark. Then, Very dark. In January 1991, I was visiting my grandma Susan yeah. Evans when my mum, <laughs> Jeanette Evans, rang. Yeah, Jeanette Evans, okay. It's Tommy Church, she told me. There's been a terrible accident. He's dead. Tommy yeah. Church is dead. My isn't cousin it? Tommy Church had been hit by a car while crossing the road. Although medics tried to save him, he died two days later. He'd only just turned 16. Oh, mate. Red pen, grief stricken. Dazed with shock and grief, a terrible thought hit me. I was sure that the sinister spirit in the haunted house had caused Tommy Church's death. On the night of Tommy Church's funeral... It's putting a lot on just going for a walk man. in a church. It's ghosts. It's not, it's not adolescent uh, uh, angst. It, 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 it's, not, it's not the cannabis. It, it's the ghost. On the night of Tommy Church's funeral, I went back to the creepy house. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I ran around I'm laughing and poor Tommy Church is not with us anymore sorry no because of the ghost I ran around punching all the walls and windows why did you have to take him I screamed you should have taken me instead finally I slumped exhausted and sobbing at the bottom of the stairs suddenly I felt the presence of a spirit but it wasn't the evil entity from before this one felt good pure a white light flowed towards me enveloping me in warmth tommy church i breathed i felt the bad energy melt away for the first time in months i felt happy safe red pen possessed by evil i (laughs) realized that escalated quickly I realised the evil spirit from the haunted house had been possessing me and causing chaos in my life and making me do terrible things. With Tommy Church watching over me, the evil spirit couldn't get to me. I stopped self-harming, drinking and taking drugs, went back to my normal happy-go-lucky self. Years went by. I married Gary, now 42, had our beautiful daughters, Karis, now 15, and 10-year-old Kendra. With my wild teenage years far behind me, my life was good. Still fascinated by the supernatural, I set up my own paranormal investigation company. Not a group, a company. company. In August 2016, I was holding a ghost hunt in a pub next to a church. The spirit of an old man called Isaiah came through and told me his terrible story. Back in the 1700s, unmarried girls who got pregnant brought their newborn babies to the church believing that they'd be given to good homes. Instead, the church leaders had forced Isaiah to drown their babies and then bury their tiny bodies in the graveyard. I'm so sorry, Isaiah told us over and over. Red pen, wicked entity. Isaiah was clearly racked with guilt at what he'd been made to do, but he wasn't the only spirit in the pub. You can call uh, whiskey spirits. No, she she means actual ghost. Oh, sorry. Suddenly, another entity appeared, scratched the landlord on his back. What the hell? He gasped, staring in horror at the bloodstains on his top. A short while later, we went into the pub garden, which backed onto the graveyard where Isaiah had buried the babies. Remember, the ones he'd killed. The landlord had told us that despite his best efforts, nothing would grow there. Stepping into a barn in the garden, I saw a red light that looked like a beam from a laser flashing in the darkness. There's a black shadow behind you, my colleague suddenly gulped. I realised the nasty ghoul that had attacked the landlord had followed us. Back off, I ordered. All of a sudden... Tommy Church is still dead, yeah? 
it, we're not even on Tommy Church anymore. This is different. Okay. This is other. How much more of there is this? Because it feels like. Well, so much this is take. Satan's slave, this part, and then it says, over the page, things get from bad to worse. Well, maybe we should come back after the news. Can we take it? That's the question. Sorry? Dirty cow. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. realised 
The nasty ghoul that had attacked the landlord had followed us. Back off, I ordered. All of a sudden, I doubled over in agony as pain shot through my tummy. Ow! At home, the pain got worse. Yeah. I started bleeding. Oh, was rushed straight to hospital. Nina, Nina, Nina. Oh, my God, this is escalating. I'm sorry, but you've experienced a miscarriage, a doctor told me gently. Carry on with the story. I crumpled with shock. The evil spirit's attack on me had made me lose a baby I hadn't known I was carrying. OK, I think we can get away with this. Over the next few weeks, I started feeling a presence attached to the back of my head, just like when the entity had possessed me when I was a teenager. That's when it hit me. Oh. My. God. The ghoul was back, and it was trying to possess me again. Over the page, things go from bad to worse. Jeez. It's pretty bad. The headline, The Soul Sucker, continued from previous page. Asking for guidance, I turned into the spirit world. I was given the word demon. So I went online and found a list of demons. Scrolling down, I spotted one called Abizu. As I read about her, a cold shudder snaked down my spine. Abizu, Abizu. Abizu is infertile, and out of spite, this horrible demonic entity causes other women to lose their babies. At once, everything clicked into place like a jigsaw. It was Abizu who'd followed me home from the haunted house those years before. She'd possessed me, made my life hell, and taken Tommy Church. For years, Tommy Church had protected me from her. Red pen, restless spirits. Abizu. But then I'd come across her again at the pub. Can we just take a little moment? Yeah, sure, of course we can. So this arch demon, mm. who's important enough to be mentioned on Google, mm. is hanging around Milton Keynes. Mm-hmm. Okay, just flagging that up. We're back, we're back in. Okay, fine. I'd come across her again at the pub where she'd been drawn by the restless souls of the dead babies. Feeding from their energy, she'd become stronger than Tommy Church. Tommy Church. Then, Church. jealous because I was jealous, pregnant, jealous, evil Abby Zoo had attacked Abby, me Abby, and made me lose my baby. Baby, baby. I had to stop her. Stop her, stop her, stop her. I called on Tommy Church. Tommy Church, Tommy Church. And the angels who helped me build up a barrier of spiritual protection around me. Smoke, Together. Smoke, smoke. Together, we were able to repel Abizu, stop her from attacking me again. And that's the end of that. Seriously, there's no more detail. Now I work as a medium and paranormal investigator. As horrific as my experience was, I believe it was meant to be so I could draw on what happened to help others. Oh, hang on. There's a bit bit more. Red pen. Photobomb. I've come across Abizu again on a charity ghost walk in the graveyard next to the pub. Yes, again in Milton Keynes. (laughs) <laughs> I saw a red flashing light and then two guests came running out of the trees seeing they'd see, saying they'd seen a tall hooded figure. Yes. That's when I felt her. So I immediately got everyone into a heavily protected circle where she wouldn't be able to hurt us. One of the guest daughters was so intrigued that the following night she went into the graveyard and took a photo of a figure which I believe is Abizu. When I saw it, I was chilled to my very core. I'm telling you my story because I hope what I went through will serve as a warning to other people that dabbling in the paranormal can have horrific consequences. I'm just glad I escaped with my life because poor Tommy Church wasn't so lucky. But I have no doubt that without his protection, evil Abizu would have eventually taken me too. I owe him 
everything. Who? Abizu? No, Tommy Church. Okay, Tommy Church. I got a very, a bit confused there. I think Tommy Church was in Kiss in about 1982 to 1986, I think. Thank you for that, Catherine. Spooky as hell. Uh, speaking of hell, here's Simon. <laughs> well, there's an introduction. Isn't it? How we do- <laughs> That's, that, that's How my we job. Do- my job is to introduce people and let then let yeah. them perform. That's all. I, I'm, I'm the MC. I'm the master and of so- ceremonies. That's all I am. It's, I'm oh, compare. I'm a compare and I'm comparing. The master of chuckles. Uh, no, I'm not. I just, I just come on, and I just introduce people. That's it. That's the <laughs> talent I've got, and it's a bloody good one. So please don't well, pick it, was, it. It was worth the wait. It was worth the wait. What do you want, boy? Um, now look, you've got, if I remember rightly, an Android phone now, haven't you? Yes, I have a Huawei, the Chinese phone, where they can spy on me. Yeah, well, let's I, just I'm, say I'm the Chinese. You. The let's just say the Chinese government are getting an Eiffel. <laughs> of, of. of. A tower, the Eiffel Tower. I don't know. It goes going nowhere. It's, it's a silly, silly joke. It's a silly joke. Anyway, yeah. Simon, right. crack on. Okay. Um, the good thing about Android phones is that you've got emulators on there for everything, and I've got an emulator for Spectrum. Right. Can you play horse jumping on there? Show jumping. I just loaded it. I just loaded it up. What show jumping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. On the f- right, but the so problem. The- emulator. There's an emulator. On there, right. that has got every single Spectrum game ever. Well, all right, well, what's it called? It's called Unreal Specky. But here's the problem. Here's the problem, right? Playing those old yeah. computer games on phones, um, yeah. it, it, they're hard to do because of the no. keyboards and what have you. No, it's all yeah, no, yes. No, 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 yes. There's no Unreal Specky. There's USP, there's Specky. There's... Hang on, hang no, on. No, 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 don't, no, 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 hang on. It's on here. But, no, you, it might be on your phone. It's not on my Play Store. Oh, uh, yeah, but my, no, yeah, you don't, I don't think you get it from the Play Store. Thank you very much for your call. I mean, what an absolute waste of life that five minutes was. Well, what, 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 I've, got go to, I've, got, I've got to go to a hooky website. All right, fine. No, do you know what? I'm fine. I'm out. I'm fine. I'm out. I'm done. I'm done, guys, please. Enough. Already, oh three, four 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 nine nine one thousand. Let's go to Glenn. Good evening, Glenn. Hi, Ian. Um, long time listener, third time caller. Have, that's not a thing. Yeah, it is. That's not a thing. Third time is not. It's not. A, not. I've, I reached my there's bell. No, there's no ding. There's no ding for that. Quite enough for that. No. But third to time. I mean, you're not a regular. You're not a newbie. You're a third timer. So what does that make me? I'm, Clingy? Where am, where am I? <laughs> you're here, but you're, it's not a thing. I'm glad you're okay. here, but it's not a thing. You could okay. you could proceed to becoming a regular, but then... So how, many, how many times do I have to call to become regular? 25 in the next three months. But, then, <laughs> but then, you'd be, then you'd be met with contempt. Oh. It's a double-edged uh, sword, this calling thing. I, I, I would have... Yeah, there'll be Glenn saturation, and then no one wants want to hear me again mm. uh yeah pretty much you, too you've much worked glenn out the um the career trajectory i'm just in the echo you'll you'll uh, you've worked out the career trajectory of uh a phone in phoner yeah I, I i want i want a membership card am i too late yeah mate very yeah very oh but i, I work for the ambulance service and i've been on nights and 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 i haven't been able to call in well no, no, well you, you, you you're you're on, you're on you, hang on a minute you're getting um sick people all the time, you don't get a fag break. Uh, don't believe you. Well, no, no, but you guys are the problem, not the cure. Oh. If I if I had my way, it would all be automated. 
<laughs> I'm joking, of course. But no, we can't. Hey, well, Hang there on. is one chance we could. Go on. I have one card signed and laminated already that we did for the big order earlier on today. And Scott gave us one name that was wrong. Oh. So, this card is laminated and is signed and is numbered number 163. That's what we're up to at the moment. Yeah, even though we Jeez. told Sam that 150 would be the top Sorry, card. Sam, we lied. It is the top card in our eyes, but it's not the top card numerically. Um, so, deal with it. Uh, so, Glenn, I can give you this card, but you would have to change your name to Lewis. Oh. Is that is that Lewis L E W I S or is that Louis like L O U I? It's the correct way of spelling L E W I S. None of that continental muck. Lewis. Are you prepared, Glenn? How much of a fan are you? Let's find out. Mm. Are you prepared, Glenn? Maybe that's the last time I ever use that name when addressing you. To change your name to Lewis, you are one of the heroes of the street. You are what keeps this country. I've had um, cause to um, use an ambulance or to certainly be nearby when an ambulance was used in the last few months. And genuinely, yeah. genuinely, yeah. You, you guys and gals are heroes. And I've been in the back of an ambulance with, with, with my mum and uh, myself, and you, you, you people are heroes. I want to help you. But if, I, if we just give you one for Glenn, we get a fireman phone up. Oh, we get guys. a police lady phone up. Oh. We get um, someone from the lifeboat, li- oh, lifeboat phone and up. And you know what them nurses are like? What does that mean? They'll all be ringing up. It's a bit offensive, mate. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm allowed to say it. Okay. Yeah, they'll be ringing up. They'll so be my ringing best up. friends are nurses. They'll be ringing up while they're sat on the ward at three o'clock in the morning, wake, waking people up. That's yeah. what they do. Yeah. So the question is, Glenn, how badly yeah. do you want it? Wasn't there, wasn't there like a TV detective called Lewis? There's, been, there a, a there's been a murder, Lewis. Yes, there Lewis, was. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but uh, on, on, the, on the flip side, if I ever call again, I have to be addressed... As like a senior detective all the time, like... OK, I can work with that, yeah. Are you up for it? Well, are you up for it? Are you going to remember to do that? Yeah, because what I'm going to do, if you're up for it, I'm going to ask Sam to get rid of... to delete Glenn and uh, put instead Lewis, brackets, TV detective. Can I have DCI on there? DCI Lewis, TV detective, yeah? Yeah. yeah Sam, okay. activate that. Let's activate that. So Glenn is gone from my screen now. DCI Lewis, TV detective. Um, well, well, detective, uh, would you like this card? Yes. Well, in that case, detective, if it's okay with you, I'm going to hand you back to the young man who answers the phones, a young guy called Sam. He's probably got pot in his pockets. Um, and if you could give him your details, we'll get this sent out to you tomorrow. And, and, I'll and, take his details as well. And yeah. if we hear anything else about the, the missing vicar, we'll let you know. Yeah, if you could. Uh, yeah, uh, no, uh, normally I would give you a card now, but I've got to take a card, don't I? We're giving you a card, yes. Thank you yeah. so much, uh, DCI Lewis, TV detective. As you were. As you were! Ah, Sam, take that man's details! As you were! <laughs> oh, well played. Well played, mate. Well played. This is this is how desperate people are for these cards, right? This is how desperate they are for the cards. They will not only change their name, they will change their profession to get one of these cards. And I think we're done. Once these last orders go out, 
at the end of April, I think apart from like a handful, 10, 15, I think we're done handing out these cards. That's it. We might have a, we might have like 10 or 15 left. That's it. And we're done. We might give out a few at live events. We might laminate a few at live events. That's what we'll do. Manchester. Manchester. We'll be bringing the laminator. <laughs> First off, laminating live on stage. Fire up the laminator. That is happening. That's exactly what we're doing. Oh, mate. With the laminators going on tour. Um, if you want to get one of these cards, really, you've got to go and buy the merch at the end of April. That's probably it, except for a few live shows that we might do. We'll come up with something else as well, don't worry. 0344, I liked him, he was nice, Lewis. 0344-499-1000. This is Talk Radio. Moonlit musings for mums, madams, and meat packers. Oh, never mind, I must have misheard. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Brilliant. On Talk Radio. There we go. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Um, Specky is on the official Android Play Store. You can use your own joystick with it. What? Well, I don't understand what this means. I don't. Um, I don't understand what any of this means. Uh, uh, um. 0344-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number if you um, want to give us a call. Well, i tell you what's trendy at the moment. Racism has been and gone. We've done racism. It's, it's, we missed it. We missed the racism boat. i tell you what's, what's hip at the moment. We should have done this earlier. Bullying 16-year-old girls. Yeah. So, I really want to get on this bandwagon, but I don't want to bully the same girl that everyone's bullying. I, don't, I just don't think it's... I just think it's... it's it, I, 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 I want to get on the bandwagon, but not that much of the bandwagon. So if any listeners have got 16-year-old daughters that they would be... I I know it's late. We should have done this earlier. Maybe we'll do this, mention this again tomorrow a bit earlier. If any listeners have 16-year-old daughters that they would be comfortable with this show bullying, Mm. could you give us a call, please? Well, I can't remember the name of the young Swedish girl that... um, uh, a lot of people have been calling her out. A lot of middle-aged men have been calling her out for a weird monotone voice, saying she's scary. Um, I mean, I'm assuming that they're aware that she has Asperger's and is also speaking in her second tongue and that actually quite a lot of the, the Swedes that I've met do have a slightly monotone. That's part of the Swedish uh, uh, tone to a certain extent. But, um, yeah, she's a 16-year-old woman, young woman. Uh, Greta Thunberg. That's it, yeah. Uh, six-year-old woman speaking in a second tongue. And you're right, you're right, you're right. We should be picking on her for sounding weird. Of course we should. Um, and everybody that, uh, uh, you know, we should be calling out the privilege of her parents. Do you know her mum was once a contender in the Eurovision Song Contest? What? So privileged background, just like the kids are scooch. It's it's a privileged background that we are right to pick on. And I'm glad, I'm glad that not only um, big social commentators, but also people on Twitter have called this 16-year-old girl a Nazi. They've used the R word and the S word to describe her. God. Um, I don't want to go that far. I don't want to use foul language. But maybe you're 16-year-old. Maybe she's 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 got... Uh, oh, boys. Let's do oh boys. We do boys or girls. Maybe they've got funny haircut. Um, maybe they're really, really good at maths or sport. Mm. Just something, just some weakness 
the we as privileged white middle-aged middle-class people can latch onto and really tear them apart so i just put this out there now um and it's something to think about it could be a fun feature when we're feeling a bit down we just phone up a 16 year old and belittle them um you know, a 16-year-old, that's they don't have to be going around the world trying to save the world and meeting world leaders. They don't have to be that. Maybe they're just good at Fortnite. Maybe they can read a book. Uh, maybe they can read two separate books, you know, have them going simultaneously. Maybe they put their hand up in class a lot. Yeah, anybody like that, anybody yeah. exerting any signs of, uh, of weakness. Basically, me when I was 16... Mm. Yeah. We'd like to bully them, um, please. So if anyone has got a 16-year-old, boy or girl, um, that you would be happy for us to bully, do give us a call, 0344-499-1000. I just think it'll be a lot of fun. Very trendy. We'll get us... Um, uh, we'll get us a lot of listeners. Now, rumours have been going around about me and Kath for a long time. Yeah. And I think it's time we address those rumours. Today, I'm addressing those rumours. Yeah. Okay. Today, gonna say it. I gave Kath a backy. Yeah, I loved it. Gave her a backy. It was hard. It was uncomfortable. I nearly fell off. Uh, It was very, very tight. Mm -hmm. But, but I, I didn't quite know where to put my knees. But I gave her. I did. I gave her a backy. Yeah. I put my um, feet on his trick nuts. Yeah. I've never, I've never, I've never taken a passenger on my scooter before, but since passing my my motorcycle test, I'm now allowed to have someone ride pillion. And Catherine was the first recipient of that. She came around to do some laminating. We ran out of laminating wallets. I said, "Come on, let's get on the bike. Let's do it." Let's just say, if my bum had been half an inch bigger, I would have come off. Uh, well, I did come off. Um, it was, it was. Honestly, I've never. Honestly, it, we look ridiculous, right? Got, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very lanky. I don't know if you know this, guys. I'm very tall and lanky, and and this is a crappy old little scooter, twenty year old thing. It's tiny. It's tiny it's with tiny. just you on it. And I sit. There's like sort of two seats on it. It's one seat that's got two sort of moulds in it, and I sit on the back seat. Cause I've got long arms and long legs, so I sit on the back seat. So I had to sit right at the front, and it was real proper, <laughs> Mister Bean. <laughs> What was it like, Dumb and Dumber? You showed it was me. Like Dumb and Dumber. You showed me the thing, and um, and then Kath was sat at the back, and I said, "Can you be back anymore?" And she went, "Well, no, because my bum's hanging off." It was. It was very precarious. We must have looked absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> uh, on the way there, I was worried I was going to fall off. On the way back, I relaxed a bit and realised that um, that we were going too slow to, for it to hurt anybody because yeah. it couldn't pick up any speed. But also, that the overhang was actually kind of balancing out fine. It was. I, I didn't enjoy the ride there. We only went down to Risborough, which is like 10 minutes away from me. <laughs> I didn't enjoy the ride there because I was concentrated. And I didn't, I'm not very good at turning right. Not, I'm terrible at turning right at roundabouts, but also just turning right on my own. So having a second person there, it, was, it made it really, really tough. And then also people were driving, you know, I, was, I followed the speed limit, guys. I followed the speed limit. And um, there were people right on my backside. Then I had to turn left to get to my street. And there was this big van behind me that didn't slow down. So I'm slowing down to turn left. And it's getting closer to me. But it was funny, man. It was funny. I laughed a lot afterwards, not doing it because I was concentrating so much. 
so um, so tense. And for a second, I thought, man, we must look like a cool young, you know, like a young teenage couple, no, or like, we didn't. Or like French, you know, French people or, or Italians on their vespers. No, no, <laughs> we look like a lanky idiot and a mum. Who aren't, you know, aren't even a couple. So there was no physical... We couldn't even put our arms around me because that would have been weird for both of us. It was... It, we looked ridiculous. <laughs> we looked terrible. But, but <laughs> this is what I was doing on the back all the way there. Yeah. That was silly. But it was funny. But I was talking to you. You couldn't hear me. No, I had my visor down because otherwise my eyes stream. Oh, I was talking to you all, the whole time. And Were think, you? Yeah. I heard occasionally when we went round a roundabout, I heard... Oh. <laughs> Well, I talk to myself going around roundabouts to give myself the confidence to do it. But you did hear me saying as we got to one roundabout, this is the roundabout I came off my bike at. I lifted my visor and went, what did you say there? This is the one I fell off on. I went, well, thank you for telling me that. I shut my visor in <laughs> oh, oh, man. It was... Um, it was a strange old experience. I did, did you... You don't... I did see one recently, actually... I, I would love to. I would hate it, but I would love a sidecar. I would love a sidecar. I've I seen one get, in my town quite a lot. I would get the physics that we wrong. I mean, we had to put down the little foot stands for you, and I kept bashing my my legs on the foot stands. So, and they stick out like two inches. So, having a sidecar stick stick out, I don't know what eighteen inches. I would that would that would would get smashed. <laughs> I, would, I would hit a bollard. Imagine that. going round the roundabout in that. Oh. Well, that would keep <laughs> you, the balance. turn off and I'd carry on. <laughs> but that would keep like the balance. Compo. That would keep the balance. like having a third wheel. You reckon? That would keep the balance going, I think. My dad had a, an Uncle Lawrence who was a, a desert yeah. rat in the warm when oh, he yeah. came back. Instead of oh, buying... He cheated on, cheated on his wife? No. It was a desert rat with a hero. Oh, wait, oh excuse me, I do apologise. How dare you? Although he was probably having sex with um, prostitutes over there. A lot of them did. Carry on. Wow. It's not very heroic, actually, when you think about it. Although, it kept the local economy going, so it could be argued, actually, yeah, it was. Uh, but we're not here to debate um, Catherine's uncle dad's Lawrence. uncle uh, and his, his weird sexual activity while he was serving Her Majesty's uh, force, armed forces. Catherine, on with the story, please. Anyway, so, yeah, instead of having a car, they had a motorcycle and a sidecar, and he used to get his wife and two children in the side. No! Yes! They had it instead of the family car. No, yeah, mate! Yeah. Lawrence was a dude. I'd love, I'd love a go. If anyone's got a sidecar, I'd love a go in it, please. I would l absolutely. I'd hate it, but I'd love it. Don't like the idea. Sucking Same as on the those. Exhaust, though, aren't you? Well, yeah. You know, like um, when I when the kids were really little, like, I had a bike, a bike with a child seat on the back, right? And that feels like a very heavy responsibility. And the kid is right there on your bike. Have you seen those things where you? It's like a trailer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they no, are very low down. No, no, I no, no. Couldn't put a kid in that. No, no, no. With like little plastic. Yes. No, no, no. Like a plastic tent on wheels. Well, some of them are behind the bike, and some of them are in front of the bike. Whoa! Oh, no. have you not seen those where they're in front of the bike? They're like attached to the steering oh. wheel. It's like in the front. Wow. No, I couldn't. I couldn't do that because you are just sucking exhaust fumes, and also, it's not safe, man. Because they're they're, they're tricky to see. And having been involved in a very, very, very serious car crash, you know, it's a minor car crashes, but very serious car crash recently. People are idiots. But, you know, people are idiots. This van today would not slowing down no. as I was slowing down to turn left. Idiots. Here's the other thing. 
in in the mini when I first started driving in London, I got crushed between two buses that couldn't see yeah, me. Yeah, you did. So you imagine, did, did the mini. yeah. So imagine. No, mate, not having that. Uh, we've got another 30 minutes of the show. If you want to give us a call, the switchboard is empty. You'd be very welcome. 0344 Call in about anything you want. This is Talk Radio. It's a late night lip service for lovers, loners, and lounge lizards. Yeah, well, where, where exactly is your accent from? The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Oh, I've forgotten your name already, excuse me. On Talk Radio. 03444991000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Um, a woman who left her husky with a kennel while on holiday. You seen this? Yeah. Returned home three days later only to find her pet was dead and had been wrapped up in parcel tape. Um, why didn't they phone her? When we, had, um, when we had the rabbit and we went on holiday, we got a phone call from the girl that was feeding the rabbit saying... Uh, Dead. It's an ex-rabbit. It's an ex-rabbit. second one we lost, although the boys think it was the first. Kirsten Kinch was travelling to Iceland for three days. Probably must have been doing a big shop. Good one. Uh, with her family on December the 27th last year when she left her dog at N- Nova at P&E Boarding Kennels and Cattery in Dublin, Ireland. I'm always suspicious when it's a Boarding Kennels and Cattery. All right. Always suspicious. Why, because the... you can't specialise in two? Well, they might be feeding the cats to the dogs. I don't like it. I don't like it. Nova had an ongoing issue with uh, colitis, which was being successfully treated with steroids the months prior to her death and had been checked by a vet before boarding. Yet, when Ms Kinch went to collect her beloved dog on December the 31st, she was informed Nova had passed away from internal bleeding. That happens. Mm. That happens. Yeah. That happens. Okay, these things happen. Sad, but it happens. Um, Talking to Facebook, taking to Facebook on Tuesday, Ms Kinch of Dublin said staff at the kennel told her Nova was found that morning with blood coming from her. Coming from her what? I don't know. The distraught pet owner said she at first thought it was a horrible joke considering we had left a healthy dog to be cared for three days later. Here's the thing. I'm sure a vet would have signed it off, so you just get the vet to go, yeah, no, checked it, that was that. That's all you did. But Ms Kinch was taken to see her 25-kilogram husky. Now, here's the controversial bit, guys. Who, to her horror, had been put in a black bag and wrapped up in duct tape. Now, it's a bit... It's like she's always been crushed. It's a big dog, but it's always been just rolled up. It's like it's a big brown sort of ball of duct tape, or gaffer tape. It's like um, sometimes when you get parcels from eBay. It looks like... A, I'd expect that to be delivered by um, DHL or something. Yeah, it looks like a rolled-up sleeping bag or it, something. It's a great a great packing they've done. That's that's at least two rolls but, of duct but, tape. But what on earth they done to that poor dog's there, body? There we go. She said, um, I was brought in to see my gorgeous dog who'd been wrapped... And it is a beautiful dog. In wrapped what I can only describe as a ball in a black bag which was covered in masking tape. God. There was clearly... Oh, that is... I mean, that is awful because, as you know, your pet is uh, it's one of your family. The thing dying... I get it. It happens. It happens. It's bad luck. But wrapping it up like that, it's like it's like um, going to the hospital to visit your granddad. I'm, I'm sorry he he didn't make it through the night. Um, but don't worry. We shoved him in a black plastic He's out bag. He's in the bin bag. We wrapped him up in gaffer tape. And uh, it's just easy to put in the boot. <laughs> oh, my God. What did you say? I said, oh, my God. Did she say that? I did. Okay. Uh, there was clearly so little care and empathy. And do you notice, this young lady's from Ireland, yet I'm treating this story with such care I'm not doing the voice because I'm actually a really decent guy. So thank you for that. 
there there was sorry that was that was uh, there, there was clearly so little care and empathy in the way she'd been handled and dealt with since finding her there are no words to describe how upsetting and traumatic it was to carry her to the car and take her home in what in what seemed a completely inhuman way well i would say inhumane Mm. Not inhuman. All right. Well, you know, she's had a tough time. No, I know, but it's she's left an e off. It's one of those things that really, really winds me up. You, you, the way you just you're just being so inhuman. Am I? I think you mean I'm being inhumane. It's different. The two completely different things. Okay. So I know she's upset, but for the love of all that is holy, they're different. They're different. Just a little pointer. A there. little pointer there. Ms. Kinch took her dog to a trusted vet who confirmed using a microchip that the chip that the animal was Nova. Um, Paddy Cullen from P&E Boarding Kennel said his family had received death threats since the sharing of Ms. Kinch's post. He explained that when he went to let the dogs out in the morning, Nova was dead with a big pile of blood from her behind. That's her anus. Bum, a bum. You would say bum. Um, Rectum. Totally wrecked him, yeah. I rang the vet and was told to wrap up the dogs so as not to infect the other dogs. What could we do? We were concerned about the spread of parvo virus. We were told to seal the bag so nothing could escape. He added the dog was too big to place in the freezer. Oh, my God, really? Um, hang on a minute. Have they, not had it, have they not had it checked out by a vet? They just phoned up the vet and said, we've got a dog with blood coming out of his bum and it's dead. Oh, wrap it up, wrap it up, wrap it up. I don't realise, wrap it up. But they, they, so vet didn't check it. That's nuts. Well, that is that is distasteful and that is unpleasant and um, that stuff like that is uh, is is not good. That that should not be um, that should not be encouraged. That should not be allowed. And uh, shame on them. Um, I'm trying to find a story about a giant potato. Here it is. A giant potato in Idaho has been turned into an Airbnb and you can rent it for $200 a night. <gasps> Let me see. It's a fake one. Oh. Well, that's not a giant potato. That's just a, that's just a round shed. But it does look like a potato. Um, we've all dreamed about living inside a potato. What? <laughs> Have we? This is the strangest <laughs> opening to a story. <clears throat> we've all... Listen to this. This is from the inside this is insider.com. We've all dreamed about living inside a potato with hash browns for cushions, fries as shelves, and a giant bowl of fluffy mash to snuggle into at night. That's a very specific fantasy. Incredibly, this dream could now become a reality. If spuds are your one true love, you're probably going to want to book a night in the big Idaho potato hotel which has been listed on Airbnb. Slightly disappointingly, the six-ton structure isn't actually made of potato, but steel, plaster and concrete. Look at the inside of it. That looks wicked. <laughs> that looks wicked. Um, plonked in a huge field with views of the Oye Mountains, the home is in South Boise, Idaho. Boise or Boise? I think it's Boise. And while the bed may not be made of mashed potatoes, the interior is very stylishly decorated. The potato sleeps too with one queen bed. Surely it should be a King Edward. Beautiful. And there's a small bathroom, a kitchenette, a fireplace and air conditioning too. With millennial pink accents. Millennial pink? What's that? And houseplants are plenty. It's as Instagrammable inside as out. Measuring 28 feet long, 12 feet wide and 11.5 feet tall, the giant potato 
was created by the Idaho Potato Commission. Of course it was. To promote potatoes. Right. After the spud toured the US for six years on the back of a truck, the commission was at a loss for what to do with it. <laughs> but then curse... Stay at that. Then Christy Wolf, a small home developer, had the ingenious idea to turn the potato into a property. It costs $200 a night plus a $31 service fee and $16 in occupancy taxes. Um, That's quite expensive for um, what is essentially a... It's a, it's, um, uh, a, a cargo. What do they call it? A, a pallet. Container. container. That's what it is. It's a yeah. container, isn't it? Um Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. This is Talk Radio. Experience the unconventional. Hello. The unpredictable. Don't you think that's a bit weird? And the completely unorthodox. It was my birthday. With rule-free Ian Lee. Uh, I was just trying to generate a bit of content. The late night alternative with Ian Lee. Hate alarm clock. Hate going to work. On Talk Radio. So Kath just just then said uh, Ninja Restaurant. You went there, didn't you? I said, Yeah, New York. It's great. Ninja Restaurant is brilliant, right? I took my boys there. It's pricey. Food is great. Pricey, but you're basically paying for. You, you get like two hours of, of entertainment while you're there. You get. You have to wait in a little room. You go down a lift. You sort of walk through a little cave to get to your little old style Japanese table. And the whole time you're there, you're being attacked by ninjas. And the food has got smoke coming out of it. And the drinks have got smoke coming. And it's great. Over the top, great. And the boys loved it and i loved it it was the best and just you just you can't really see, you can't really see any of the other tables because they're all sort of around corners and in dark little bits but you'll just hear like every 30 seconds oh my god <laughs> jeez what was that it's just people <laughs> cacking themselves so you just mentioned that for some reason you're looking at a list of bizarre there's, restaurants in the mirror it's in got New York. it's got no all over the world around the world right? okay because there's a new one that just opened up in norway called under um, it's an underwater restaurant uh, with a gigantic viewing window. You can see the ocean while you dine. Oh, oh! So you're not, you're not underwater. Well, yeah, you are. Well, well, no, you're not. Well, you're not. Well, you're not underwater. You yeah, are under, just stop it there. You are stop under the water, no, but you're not underwater. Stop. Well, okay, so you're not underwater. No, you're in a restaurant. Thank you. All right, that's fine. I'm glad we cleared that up once again. Okay, carry okay, on. Okay, and then. But in... that's not weird. That's not weird. You get um. Like cafe by the swimming pool to watch the kids. I mean, tell the mirror this. This one in Shanghai though is is different. I've been to Shanghai, but I've never been to Shanglo. I've not well, been to Shanghai actually. If you want, we want to know the god's honest truth. I have been to China though. I have been to China. More than toilet in Shanghai, it has a theme of you've guessed it, toilet humour. Shanghai, more like shit high. And you've been shanghaied. What does Shanghai mean? It's like like you've been stitched up. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of stitch ups in Shanghai then. Shanghai surprise, isn't it? Uh, Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson. No, that's Shanghai Noon. Shanghai surprise was Madonna, wasn't it? Yeah. Sean Penn. Who produced that movie? Don't know. Don't you? Was it Madonna? No. Was it uh, Mickey Dolenz? Closer than you think. Um. I'll give you a clue. Look, I'll play if you want me to. And if oh, you don't want George. me to, I won't. Yeah, George produced it. Oh, I like George Harrison. Yeah. Anyway, the more than toilet in Shanghai, the dining tables are bathroom sinks topped with glass and the seats are, of course, toilets. The food is served. So you can have a, you can you're have a dump. On, you're sitting on the toilet. Can you dump while you're eating? Because that, I'm going to be honest, I did that today. With I made some toast 
And I didn't want to put the toast down in my bedroom. I was going to have some toast and I was going to have a doze. And I didn't want to put the toast down in the bedroom because I knew the girls would eat it. So I took it in the bathroom and I thought, well, because I was desperate for a poo. And I thought, well, while I'm here... Oh, my God. I might as well... What am I going to do? I'm going to just put it, put it, rest it on the sink. Well, I did for a second. I thought, well, I'm hungry. I'm, there's no... Not, there's no problem with that, so I ate it while I was going to the toilet. I've not, I've not got a problem with that. What? I've admitted a lot worse than that. I do not have uh, a problem. What charming little vignette that was. A vignette, was it? Was it a vignette? Oh, you mean a, a vignette. A bit like a Lazzi. Oh, you don't know what a Lazzi is. I do. I do. What is it? Well, like a little uh, turn. It's like a, like a little vignette. Yeah. A, a vignette. vignette. A vignette. Do that again? No. Food is served in toilet-themed receptacles. Milk tea is served in urinal-shaped mugs, and chocolate ice cream is dished up like a turd in <laughs> in a toilet-shaped bowl. Yum yum. Bubble gum. <laughs> giraffe man in Nairobi. You get a giraffe sticking its head through the window. In the dark, London. Guess what? We're in the dark. Isn't the what, what was the? Remember the nudie one in London? Yeah. That closed down. Closed it down. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty bastards. Well, some people have a nut allergy, don't they? <laughs> Well done. Yeah, oh, yes. At the new Lucky restaurant in India, diners break bread amongst the dead. The, di- the diner is built on graves, which the owner believes is a lucky oh, charm. Well, again, all right. So... It's actual graves in there. All right, but so you're, it's like you're not underwater. You're not eating amongst the dead. Well, you, no, you actually are. Well, no, you're not, because yeah. that would imply, and correct me if I'm wrong... That would imply that sat at the, like they sat at the table next to you a load of oh, corpses. Oh, they're not sitting at the table. No, they're, but they're there's buried. a grave next they're to you. Buried. Well, yeah, they're buried. Yeah, they're not buried. really buried very well. They're buried. They're buried. Well, no, they're buried very well, in that you don't see a corpse. You, you've probably um, had it off in a graveyard. No, I haven't. I bet you have. I haven't. I bet you. You've had a snog in a graveyard. No, I haven't. Disrespectful. Um, Especially the way I do it. Anyway, Cabbages and Condoms was launched in Thailand by Mekai Veravadia. He said you can go to any shop around Thailand and you'll always find cabbages. And condoms. Condoms should be like cabbages, which are ubiquitous and accessible to everyone. He's not wrong, So actually. that's where the names Cabbages and Condoms was conceived. C&C. Mr Mekai believes that condoms should not be seen as taboo. So now uh, he'll put one on his head while he serves you dinner. Like that. <laughs> oh, I, I, yeah. Okay. I wouldn't do that. He's cutting his nose off. Yeah. Uh, plane crazy in Bolton. You can have uh, your dinner on a plane. Stupid. That, well, that's not that's not dumb. You can. I've had dinner on a plane. And Ninja New York, that that you talked about. Hang on a minute. I just said something very clever. I've had dinner on a plane. Yep. The hard- and breakfast. Yep. And a snack. Yeah, and a poo. The hard- and a, uh, I have yeah, and a movie. Mm. You've probably had sex on a plane. I haven't. <laughs> I haven't. Is it disrespectful to the pilot? Be yeah. He's got to focus. Yeah. You have to use the loo instead, not the... Okay. Don't do it in there. You People... can't get in the cabin anymore. No. no not you... after the last time you... I went on there. Yeah, exactly. It wasn't 9-11 that caused them to tighten the security on the doors. <laughs> it was Catherine. <laughs> Let me I'm having a lot more sex in everyone's imaginations than I am in real life. Let me put no, it that no. way. The Heart Attack Grill in Las Vegas is all about guest participation. Diners, known, oh, I've heard about known as patients, have to dress in hospital gowns yep. before they sit. Uh, and they're handed... Their meals are handed to them by waitresses dressed as nurses. Menus are prescriptions, and they feature burgers which are temptingly called the triple bypass and the quadruple bypass. I could dig that. I could. I could have. I, that sounds like fun. I could do that definitely. You weigh yourself before you go in. <laughs> <laughs> I could do that. Over everyone over three hundred and fifty pounds eats free. 
Oh, wow. <laughs> Flipping it, man. Wowzers. Well, what a thing. So there there you go. There's your freaky, freaky diners. 0344-499-1000 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. What's the story I've got about Hitler? A story about Hitler. Did it involve the Albert Hall? Because I've heard that one. Uh, oh, oh, I meant to do this. It was supposed to be the start of the show. Oh, look, you can get a pair of chinos for only £12.50. Yeah, Elastic waist. The waist moves with you. Okay, <laughs> suddenly I'm in. Um, belts not included. Ah, okay. I need to buy a new belt, actually. It's difficult buying a belt. It's difficult buying a belt. It will know it is because you've got to go in. You're not going to put the belt through the um, the holes. I think they're called lilettes. I think they're called lilettes. Eyelets. Eyelets, thank you. You're not going to put the belt through the hole. So what you're going to do... Lilette's the best man I can get. You So, um, no, that's Gillette. Oh. Gillette. What did Gillette, Gillette, for her dinner... So, you, cause, so you're going to put the belt over. You're going to put the belt over the belt that's there already. Well, that's going to give you a false indication of how big the belt needs to be. It, honestly, honestly, I've had. It's been the most stressful thing ever. Has been buying a belt. I seldom wear a belt. Well, it's because you're a lady. I'm a. I'm a guy. I have to wear a belt. Come in, Paul. You ever bought a belt, Paul? Uh, I bought one of car boots at Tapper at the weekend. This now. Did you? Oh, is that one open the again? It cuts them to measure, yeah. It opened on March the 24th. It cuts them to measure? Cut, well, basically, he's got lots of long ones. You try it on, and then he's a lovely fellow, and he kind of makes it and sews up the end for you. And it was, I think, six quid. Leather. Boom. Get yourself along there, boy. Any good? Kept me trousers up. It's functional. Um... Is the, the, no, oh no, Tapper, that's the one near Maidenhead. I was it's thinking, now, yeah, yeah, yeah I was thinking, thinking of the one just off the A40, sort of in between Uxbridge and Gerrard's Cross, Denham. Is that yeah. one opened yet? Uh, I think it is. That's Saturdays, isn't it? Chaplow Sundays. Because uh, this is the first weekend I've got nothing. Now, oh. I've got, now I've got car boots. Now I've oh, got... look up with you this Sunday morning at Chaplow. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll meet yeah. you at Chaplow. Let's, yeah. go, let's go and do a car Happy boot. Days, nice sausage on a roll. Oi, this is it. I'm in, totally. So I bought a box of CDs. Yeah. Not that I need them. Yeah. 40 CDs plus in there. Yeah. Three quid. Woman wanted rid of them. End of the day. Don't get there before midday. You've got to pay two pounds to get in. After midday, just a quid. All Was enough. there anything decent in there, though? <laughs> okay, right. Well, a, so a, a, few, a few Louis Armstrong CDs I didn't have in something by Artie Shaw, the great clarinetist. Okay, all right. We married Ava Gardner for a while. Yeah, of course you did. Well, here, here we go. Hitler. Ava Braun, but I know it's an Ava. FBI probed Hitler fled in... Oh, the submarine store. Subplane. Yeah. <laughs> Adolf Hitler may have escaped in a submarine uh, to Argentina, according to declassified FBI documents. U.S. agents under J. Edgar Hoover probed claims the Nazi leader did not die in his Berlin bunker, but fled Germany in a U-boat and hid in the Andes. That handy submarine that was parked in Berlin. Yes, of course. <laughs> a source named six Argentine officials, Argentine officials who arranged shelter for the Führer, who had shaved off his famous moustache. That confusion. <laughs> Shakespeare. The files... A dated September. Two subs landed a group which was led away into hiding on horseback. Of course, we have had people on the show. That, remember that gentleman, that poor gentleman who's you know, slightly confused, who believes that there is... that A lot of the Nazis... I don't know if Hitler was there, but a lot of Nazis escaped... Hollow Earth. ...through a hole near mm. the Antarctic into the they Hollow Earth. expeditions. That, I think Himmler sent people looking for that entry to the inside of the Earth just in case. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, this guy knows where it was. He couldn't get the money to... Listen, mate, call me back. Yeah, he couldn't get the money to fund a trip there, but he, he had Funny the coordinates. That. Yeah, isn't it? Strange. Mind you, your toast and number two story reminded me of a wonderful film by Louis Buñuel, the great Spanish filmmaker. Mm. It's called The Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie. Mm. It was out in the 1970s, and it's very darkly satiric. And there's one scene when there's a very posh middle-class French dinner party, 
and uh, but they're all sitting around with their strides around their ankles or their skirts hitched up, and they're sitting on lavatories having a conversation. Oh. Wonderful surroundings. At one moment, that one one chap rather embarrassedly summons a maid, whispers something in her ear, and she look. He does himself up and wanders out. She puts him in a room like a confessional, and he's waiting there. And the kind of hatch slides back, and she puts food in front of him, and he eats on his own in a slightly embarrassed way, turning the normal route of things on the head. It's that. a wonderful moment in the film. It's almost that kind of Monty Python without the well, laughs. A lot of who's that guy that you like, Almodovar? Yeah, he always has scenes of women going to the toilet. Yeah. Always. You, you, you well, you, you, st- uh, you say always. Yeah, like, there are film, some scenes. Every film I've seen is a, is a scene. Maybe it's a Spanish thing. Well, this is what I'm they thinking. go to the toilet. You're yeah, we, saying it's just to like normalise. Yeah, it. it's, they're it's not to, goddesses. They're just you know they. Right. So he's got. Yeah, but he's got... Who's that lady? Penelope Cruz? Yeah, he has, like, Penelope Cruz and the other lady. Having a week. Penelope Cruz in the loose. Yeah, we go. And you're telling me he's not a dirty bastard. Is that what you're saying? He's, well, just... he's, not, he's not into women, I can tell you that. That's what they say. That's what that's what Gokwan says. And uh, I think he says that just so he can get a load of women to strip off in yeah. front of him. How to look good naked. Yeah. I'm not interested in you. I'll have a look. Got you sus, Gok. <laughs> anyway, Paul, enough of this absolute nonsense. What have you got for us? We have got a government minister on the programme this morning for the first yeah, time. Um, she's a minister of information and communication for a rapidly growing country in outer space called Asgardia of which you may have heard. Oh, yeah. There's a million members, a million citizens. You can sign up online right away yep, now, put yep. in Asgardia. Their, uh, their whole mission, their raison d'etre, is to spread us out into the stars yep. in case an asteroid hits planet Earth, we pollute things, blow things up, and, they've got, and they're looking particularly for women. 80%, not surprisingly, of the people who signed up are men aged between 18 and 30. OK. And they've got a million of them. So they're looking wow. for recruits. And we've got the Minister of Asgardia, Lembit Opik, is the current chair of their parliament. I'm only saying... Uh. And they've got a national anthem we're playing, they've got a flag, they've had conferences, and they've got, a satel- they've got a satellite in orbit already. Yeah. yeah Fact. Yeah. So we're doing that on the show. Okay. All right. That sounds that sounds good. I like stuff like that. I, I, I was keen on Lembit. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, just, I did, Speaks highly of you. I did come dine with me. He doesn't. I did mastermind with him. Yeah. And he was very patronising to me. Very, yeah. How do you yeah. think you found the general knowledge? I'm thinking, eat my dust, you son of a gun. Oh, God. And he did. Yeah. Good. Did you win? Did you win mastermind? What do you think? Mate, me too, brother. Me too. Yeah, but I had a serious specialist subject. I'm only saying. What was your specialist subject? Well, I turned up about to do Ernest Hemingway, yeah. and they said to me, a bit of a problem, Paul. Um, a member of the public's done, we're rearranging the order, can you do somebody else? Yeah. And I boned up a bit on him, yeah. not in that kind of way. Steady. And I said, OK, I'll do Ezra Pound. Yeah. First person to publish Hemingway, the Wasteland's dedicated I to him. I knew that, I knew that. OK, Could've so they've gone that. away, yeah. master of modern poetry, and I'm sitting there thinking, OK, they did have a smartphone. No, I thought, they said, we can't do him. I said, why? I said, he's anti-Semitic. I said, well, he was, he was in a mental asylum for 13 years after the Second World War because of those American he broadcast from Mussolini. Yeah. But cut me some slack here. So I did Ezra Pound and yeah. the rest is celebrity micro-mastermind history. OK, OK. Well, I've also won The Weakest Link. Me too. OK, I've also won Ready Steady... Eggheads, have you won Eggheads? Ready Steady Cook. I'm, I've never done Ready Steady Cook. Well, then, then we stopped the conversation there, Paul. <laughs> Barney, we haven't got time. I'm Sadly. Gonna, we're out of time. I, I could list so, so many more, Paul, but it'll be so childish and churlish of me. This is Talk Radio, Paul Ross coming the up. The chase, I'm on the chase. Talk Radio, the 21st century dream team of dialogue, debate and discourse. Talk Radio, give it some lift.